Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This episode of the Weekly Planet Podcast is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Love them. But it's also brought to you by Mr. Koya. Love them equally. Company. Why do you love them equally? Well, I love I love being clothed. Okay, good. That's one. Yeah, that is good. And I love sleeping on a bed. That's two things. Can you, I mean, what answer were you expecting there? No, those are good answers. Do you, do you, do you not wear clothes or not sleep on a bed? At the same time? Yeah. Generally not. Wow. Yeah, individually, yeah. But let's talk about Mr. Koya Mason. Okay. They make wild designs and sometimes more subtle designs that you won't find anywhere else. Literally nowhere else. You could look everywhere on the planet. You could look on the moon. You could look on the moon. You don't have to. No. There's none there. Logistically, (laughs) very expensive. That's right. Mm. Would you say each shirt is fun and distinctly charming? Yes. Absolutely. Because they do this thing. And I know you're a big fan of this, Mason. They have a limited run yes. of patterns. So they'll, they'll put it out, they'll do it for a little bit, and then they'll take them away. And there's not like a thousand shirts. That's true. There's probably, what, a dozen, 12 dozen? How many? There's less than 12 dozen. Okay, There's more than a dozen, yeah. to be clear. There's less than 12 dozen. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they've actually, they've just got a new line. They just released a, a new batch, didn't I've they? I've got a couple already. How are you doing they're, this? They're so good. I purchased them with my money, oh, but I used good. our discount code. That's it. That's how I get them. <laughs> Also, their factory is, uh, it's all ethically made. That's true. Disposable fashion seems to be like the thing that's going on. You know, p- people make something that's garbage and then you wear it a few times and you, and you get rid of it. This is about sustainability. Sustainability. Mason. And it's good because whenever like a new like clothing line or something like that comes out, mm. pe- people on the internet are like, what's their deal? What are they doing? Are they, work- are they working slaves to the bone that's in a right. bloody, bloody factory somewhere? But they're not. They've thought ahead. That's they're, right. They're, ahead of, they're way ahead of you, Reddit. And this is all on their website as well, mm-hmm. if you wanted to check it out. The other thing is, Mason, yes. you're dealing with a person when you email them. We've met these people. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get like a weird kind of automated response. There's people working there who will... Who will if you've got, any questions, if you've got yeah. any questions about sizing, if you've got any questions about life... Yeah, they might be able to help you. I, I mean, mean don't, don't push them. <laughs> <laughs> They're lovely people, but there yeah. are limits. There are limits. Yeah. They've got kids, I think. That's right. And now, also, you don't need to email them about any kind of offer code because we've got one right here. That's right. If you enter discount code PLANET, you actually receive 
25% off your purchase that's right. when you buy two or more shirts. That, two or more shirts. That threw you for a loop. Oh, mate, it's, I'm used to saying 20. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that this has happened. <laughs> yeah. It's a this wild is the best ride. day of your life. Yeah, that's it. And also, it, the, the store, depending where you are, it's it. it should be like in your currency. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, because if it used to be in Australian, and you might be like, well, that seems expensive. It's not because it's Australian dollars, but now it's it should be in the Australian currency. Australian dollars in the toilet. Yeah, or it's in the USDs, depending where you're from. I don't know how it works. Look, it's just better, all right? That's mrkoi.com, discount code PLANET for 20% plus another 5% off. Ooh. That's how I'm going to do it. And that nice. makes me, it Good. works better for me. Should we do the show? Yeah, let's do a show. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Shooting up your butthole. The Weekly Planet, The Weekly Planet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Weekly Planet where we talk movies and comics and TV shows. <laughs> my name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me, as always, is my co-host, Nick Mason. Is, this your, is that going to be your thing this episode? I you just going to be like, up, so I s- hello? <laughs> I thought you wouldn't notice, mm-hmm. but you did notice. If he's going to throw one in every 10, 15 minutes. Correct. And if you put all those words together, there's a secret message. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's very derogatory. So oh, no. Maybe don't do that. We've got to mention up top, Mason, that our charity campaign is bloody going great guns. Great guns. Now, I just need to look up because we've got a few more sponsors that have thrown their hats in the ring to win great prizes if you donate to the Care Australia campaign. And I say Care Australia, but it's international, isn't it, Well, Mason? I was going to say, maybe yeah, that, that it's, it's not just helping people in Australia. Yeah. Because we're doing fine. Specifically, the two people who live in Australia, you and me. Yeah, we're the we're best. We're fine. We're but never going to die. Care Australia is an Australian organisation that helps people around the world. That's right, so. exactly, yeah. I'm just looking for which sponsors are on board, and I don't know if I can bloody well I'll find check. It. Let's check Claire's Instagram. That's what I'm looking at now. Okay. Uh, it's... It's, I know Movement are on board. Yep, that's I'm right. I'm fairly confident Mac Weldon, Mac are, Weldon on board. are on board, but there's a third one. I don't know who that is. But the, basically, if you donate any amount of money, not only do you get a whole lot of bonus episodes right and here. content. It's Mac Weldon. Yep. Movement Watchers. Yes. Mr. Coyer. Ooh. Harry's Razors. Oh, there's four. There's four. That's Excellent. right. So you're basically, you're making money if you win. Absolutely. If you don't win, you're losing money. Mm, yeah. but, you, but it's for a good cause. Yeah. But also, like I said, you get bonus content. We're doing, some bon- we're doing a bonus Q&A. You can ask a question if you donate. All the other podcasts on the network are putting up some bonus episodes or something they're making specifically for this. Maybe a Mobisode. Maybe a Mobisode. Maybe a Webisode. Maybe a Webisode because it's 2008. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's just a great campaign to be a part of. Uh, I'm not sure how long it's running for. But you know, just get in quick. I say till we meet, till we meet the golf. Yeah, the probably, golf yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how. That's but how often though, it also gets a huge bump when we release the bonus stuff. Oh, I see. So I think okay. maybe when we hit like twenty k, yeah, yeah, then, cool. we'll, then we'll do that. Put out some bonus stuff. All right, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Now I know you love bonus stuff, but you also love on-set photos of Wonder Woman eighty four or Wonder Woman two eighty four. What's it called? Yeah, that's a good question. Wonder Woman twenty eighty four. It'd be weird if they called. Do they really want the onslaught jo- onslaught of jokes of like, well, I missed the I missed the other eighty two Wonder Woman. I still have the first Wonder Woman. I, I didn't say Wonder Woman's two to to eighty three. So we, I don't know if the plot is going to be if I can get the plot of this. If we run out of content yeah. and jokes, we can just make that joke forever in every episode. Oh my god, that's a could... joke we don't have to write. In this oh, okay, show all right. We always all right. write. All right, jokes. Fingers, fingers crossed. <laughs> it's called Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, and it's set in nineteen eighty four. So spoilers. Probably, if you don't want to know anything about Wonder Woman before it comes out, but I mean, they we're going to be rele- talking about a lot. Warner Brothers released. Well, Patty these Jenkins images. released yeah. the first photo of Wonder Woman, and she, they re- she released a photo of Wonder Woman looking at a whole bunch of screens, like it's the eighties, like it's the eighties, like 84s. very, very, uh, very Ozymandias in Watchmen. I thought I think. that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
of of many. I don't know. And some of them you were like, oh, that's a pretty subtle. And some of it was like new Coke or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But some of those, some of the images on the screens were not subtle. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, I guess the the biggest reveal of or the set photos and this sort of stuff is the return of either Steve Trevor from the first movie or someone yeah. who looks like a lot like Steve Trevor. Steve Trevor's cool 80s grandson. Yeah, how did he die in the first... He, he, he was in a plane. And it exploded. And it exploded. But we don't see him die. No, he wasn't like, oh no, I've been caught in this explosion. Yeah, exactly. So through time or it could... Mm. Yeah, I mean, as as we know in comic books, no one ever really dies. If you no. don't see somebody die, yeah. they're Especially, still alive. Especially, yeah. They're, yeah, they're yeah. still alive. Um. I mean, and sometimes even if you do see them die, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, again, it could be a grandson. Yep. Uh, That'd be weird, though, right? Yeah. That's why I don't like that Captain America relationship, or one of the reasons between uh, between Captain America and Peggy Carter yeah. and then Captain America and Sharon Carter, Strange, her, her right? granddaughter. Yeah. Or what is it? Neat grandniece. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I as as I understand it. Doctor Fate could be in this movie. Oh, okay. The, yeah, the uh, Egyptian etc. Wizard Doctor yeah. Fate, and he's all about reincarnation. Yeah, right. So potentially, maybe original Steve Trevor did die, yeah. but he's been reincarnated into a body that looks exactly like him. That's the dream. That's the dream. Imagine if he was an Argo. Oh yeah. <laughs> like oh no, it was Chris Pine, but now I'm this dude. <laughs> oh. Um, I mean, the standout from this is the bum bag or fanny pack. He is wearing a fanny pack, from. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. That's so He's wearing a members only jacket. Yeah, which, I got one which of them. you own. You own a members only you jacket. Believe it, yeah. You own a suede members only jacket. No, I don't own either one. What? Huh? I, I, I have different members only. Oh, you, jackets, say, you have a series so, yeah. of members only jackets. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. All that's right. my. I bought the members only jacket because it's two jackets. When I put another jacket under it, absolutely. It's in memory of my. One jacket that looked like two jackets. That Your famous around. jacket, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's in memoriam of. No, I understand. Where are we going with this? Steve Trevor. Oh, that's right. Okay, so potentially, because... I miss that jacket every day. I know you do. We'll find you another one. It had one. the warmth of one jacket, yeah. but the look of two. Look, we'll go to a we'll go to an old Italian tailor, and we'll have one made from you out of cashmere and silk for thousands. I of don't dollars. want that. I want the original one. The, the old... I want to get it out of the landfill. Yeah. I don't want to wear it. You want to dust off its weird polyester shell, and you just want to <laughs> just want to huddle in it. I understand. All right, what are we what are we talking about? Steve members Trevor. of Steve Trevor, members only jacket. Okay, so but but Wonder Woman's. Like the central tragedy of the character through the movies is that she had this great love and yeah. then lost the love. Yeah. So if you bring him back, yeah. that means there's going to be another tragedy immediately after this one yeah. to kill him again. It's weird, isn't it? So may oh, but I mean maybe there's maybe the twist is okay. Here's my guess: is that he is maybe. He's brought back from the dead or he's reincarnated. He has no memory of what happened. Right. Then he gets the memory back. Yeah. And then he either uh, loses his memory again. Right. Or maybe he, maybe he never gets the memory back. Maybe so he looks so much like old Steve Trevor, but he never remembers and that's the tragedy. Right, okay, yeah. Or maybe he becomes a bad guy after ah. this. He's wearing a black track pant and members only it's jacket true. combination. So. It's that's like the U- Ukrainian gangster look. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's in that fanny pack? Probably evil. <laughs> Probably, Probably evil. pure evil. Probably an evil spirit. Yeah, I would say so. So my, because they can't just go, okay, well he died and it's really tragic and that's why Wonder Woman's sad all the time. But now he's back. But now she, he's dead again. So that's why she's I feel sad like all the they time. They can just brush all that over though, because I don't think 
The Wonder Woman is objectively the only movie that everybody seems to on board for. That's there true. are people that don't like it. Let's, okay, let's just say it's easily the most popular one out of, the, out of the DC ones. Mm-hmm. So I think you could just ignore the other stuff. I mean, Zack Snyder said on Vero the other day that the Doomsday that was on Earth isn't the original Isn't the Doomsday. real Doomsday. So there's another Doomsday just waiting in the wings to kill Superman, Superman again. again. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, what... I mean, Doomsday in the comic books killed... Originally showed up, he was this massive deal and he killed Superman. Yeah. And then he died. And then he's... After Superman's come back, Doomsday has also come back, but he's been less significant each time. Yes. Like one, you know, he shows up and he's he's sometimes like, he has feelings. Sometimes he has feelings. Sometimes he can talk. Sometimes he's just Darkseid has just made a bunch of Doomsday clones yeah. to fight the good guys, but they're not as tough. And yeah. they can just beat them up. Batman can just physically beat them up. <laughs> yeah, right. So you know, he's just become less significant. So if you just bring back Doomsday, he's just. You've already done the Death of Superman yeah, story, know, so exactly. what's the point of what's him being point? back besides him being a big monster? I don't think they will. I just I think it's a shame because I think there's a really good story to tell with that. I don't love that original comic, but there is a good story in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we might not be getting it. The other thing we get is the Linda Carter-style casual clothes that Wonder Woman's <laughs> yeah, wearing. That's it's for sure, yeah. It's like a direct rip-off of... Well, not rip-off. Homage oh, yes. to the to the 70s TV show. Yeah, yeah. And her costume is looks slightly tweaked as well. The actual Wonder Woman costume, it looks like it's got a bit more colour and pizzazz. Yeah, there it, is more pizzazz, which isn't I there? quite like. Yeah. I think I think if if they're gonna integrate if they're if they're gonna going forward, if they're gonna integrate more characters together, I think that's because you know, Shazam, Captain Marvel is very colourful and kind of yeah. comic booky and silly. So I yeah. think they're they're slowly edging everybody towards that. And maybe they'll they'll just leave Batman as he is. Yeah, probably. Or maybe they won't. Well, we'll talk about that in a bit. Oh, what? Uh, the Aquaman trailer is yes. going to hit at SDCC 2018. 2018. 84. Wonder Woman. 2018. Correct. Wow. Uh, what do you have to say about it arriving at Comic-Con, Mason? Woo! That's the correct response. Well done. Get ready, Mason. That's coming. That's coming real soon. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna get my up. I gotta, right. I'm gonna drink some honey and lemon. I'm gonna <laughs> do a gargle, so I'm ready to woo at every single thing that comes out, and then be critical of it later. Absolutely. So we did though get a bunch of images, uh, first looks of of a bunch of stuff from the actual from the actual movie. It looks really great. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> So the other thing, James Wilder has come out and said that there's an Entertainment Weekly cover that is maybe not super. It looks a bit photoshopped. It looks very photoshopped. Yeah. I would say I mean, I would, it's a magazine. I cover. would mock. I would mock uh, Jason Momoa for having a wallet chain, but I'm currently wearing you a wallet, wearing a wallet, wallet chain, chain. Yeah, but yours is leather. It's a lanyard. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So I'm not going to mock him for it. But I th- also I think just Jason Momoa is just wearing his own clothes. Yeah, probably. And Which, he'd beat you up. He would beat me he'd up. Struggle he? you with that. He really <laughs> would. Uh, James Wilder has talked about how. Uh, he's revealed how they're going to talk underwater because if you remember in the great movie Justice League, which we both enjoyed equally, uh, disagree, but all right. When he goes underwater, he makes a bubble, or one yeah. of them, sorry, makes a bubble, and him and Mera have a conversation like, "You should be king," and he's like, "I don't want to be king." Yep. And then he swings his wallet chain, and he's out of there. Or That's whatever, right. Yeah. Whatever happens, I've only seen that movie once. I should watch it again. We should watch it again. No, I don't want we to. Do a commentary. But I, okay, we'll watch it again. Yeah. But uh, he's just said, "No, they just they just talk to each other underwater." 
Yeah, good. Which is how it should be. I mean, because not every... imagine if they all did a bubble well, every they time. Can't because mirrors magic. Yeah, not not everybody from Atlantis is magic. No, so they're all fishmen. Yeah. Mm. What are they, What are they going to do? Sign language? Maybe. Weird. Those weird angler lights. Oh, no, they all have an angler you. light in front of their face, and but they, blink it, in, they blink it in Morse code. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, speaking of commentaries. Yeah. We did a, a Jurassic, Jurassic World, World commentary. One. Yeah. I had fun with this one. It was fun. Yeah. And I know that's become a code for like we hate something. We low key <laughs> hate something. I had fun with it. Yeah. But I actually did. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people will watch it, watch the movie, and listen to the commentary yeah. and some people will just listen to the commentary yeah. I feel this one is most ripe for just listening to the commentary because it's the weirdest one I think we've ever done it's probably the weirdest one it's the one where we've talked about dog urine the most yeah and yeah. so you know take that into account obviously it's mm. on the Patreon it's also on Bandcamp uh, however you, you want to bloody grab it mate yeah. mm-hmm. but if, if you are if you do go to the Patreon there's a bunch of other commentaries up there as well that you can just swipe away Mason mm-hmm uh, we also see from that, uh, we get a first look at Black Manta. Yes. Who's that actor? I don't know. Okay, good. But I'm... I, I was just helmet's re- dead on. I was just ready to answer questions about the helmet. <laughs> yeah. You completely threw me. I'm like, oh, actors. No, I don't know actors. <laughs> but look at that helmet. It's probably got infrared in it. It's probably got infrared in it. Yeah. I admire that they stuck to this design. It re- it's really... It's, it's a real goofy looking thing. He's got that weird periscope head. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? The dude from Watchmen. Al Boy. Oh, um, Al uh, uh, Yeah. Al uh, McGee. Alzi. No, he's not. Big old yeah, Alzi. Night Al, but his name's Patrick Wilson. There yeah. we go. He's Volko. Not Volko. No, that's the other guy. <laughs> that's Goblin Head. Why don't I know anybody's names? <laughs> <laughs> no. Are you having a stroke? No, this isn't the current leader of Atlantis, Patrick Wilson. Oh, yes. Ocean Master. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, bad wig on him. Not a great oh, yes. wig. Have you seen that? No. Yeah. So have a qu- take a quick look, Mason. Okay. Have a good old gander. Okay. I've got a I've got a quote here from Patrick Wilson about it. Why you're doing that? Okay. He's kind of an eco warrior. He's oh, got yeah. a clear gripe with the surface world, which has been polluting the ocean for centuries. And uh, that's something for me. I'm sure for you too. That's very easy to understand. If somebody was just constantly polluting our air and ruining how we lived, yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> imagine Orm. If that was happening. Orm is his name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is Orm. Are oh, they brothers? Okay. Oh, they must be half brothers. Ah, uh, there's an image of Nicole Kidman. Yes. Handing uh, little boy Aquaman <laughs> over to uh, Tamara Morrison. I think is playing his father. Oh yes. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. He should be more things. He's great. He is great. Mm. He's a great actor. I agree. He's a great actor, Mason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a weird wig. Isn't it? It's so weird. I mean, he has to have it high and tight for underwater. It is a high and tight pony. Because otherwise it? it's yeah. all flippity-dippity in front of his face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested to see all of this in motion. Yeah. Yeah. He looks very regal, though. He's very charismatic. He's a very charismatic and regal man. I'm not sure if you've seen the uh, movie adaptation of Phantom of the Opera. No. Well, he's very regal and charismatic in that. Is he the fan of the opera? No, that's Jerry Butler Mason. sorry. Clearly you haven't seen it. Yeah. Mm. I like that film, but objectively... It's a terrible film? It's a terrible film, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I like it. Is that because... I was going to say because Jerry Butler's in it, but he's not... He's not a benchmark of no. He's not. He's not. He's not inherently bad. I don't think so. I think he's just I like bad. At, I think he's just bad at choosing projects. Yeah, that's fine. Or he's just like whatever. Yeah, I think maybe he's just like well, this gravy train ain't gonna last forever. I'm just mm. gonna do every movie. But it appears which is to what be I would do. Forever. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. Got more DC news, Mason. It's ready. a big week for DC news. Oh, good. Uh, Matt Reeves's Batman will yes. reportedly focus on a young Batman. Affleck is out, maybe. Probably, unless they de-age him. <laughs> yeah, uh, they give they could give him a different wig. 
Yep, they could CGI some facial hair on or off him. Correct. That's worked out well in the past I for them. I you're thinking of the way that didn't work. Oh, you've, you've got that turned around in your mind. I have basically. turned it around, yeah. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you think... This is an indication that if this is true, who knows? But do you yeah, think why do we keep reporting on this? I don't this? know, because it keeps changing every well, also, week. Also, why do I refer to it as reporting? We're not. No, we're definitely not that. Also, we don't even know what the continuity is. Like, is this Batman set in a different universe? Is this set in the Gotham universe? It could be the is Gotham universe. Is this set in the Batman 89 universe to tie it into Wonder Woman 84? That's a very good question. Isn't it, though? These are all questions, Mason. Mm. But uh, I think he's out. But then again, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they'd... Two versions of Batman running side by side. Absolutely. Who's yeah. faster, Mason? The one who's not Affleck, obviously. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but sure. Uh, the other thing is the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie is going to be shooting in autumn of this year on a $55 million budget. And it could also be filming under the banner uh, of DC Dark or DC Black. Ooh. So this isn't your granddad's DC, Absolutely Mason. Absolutely not. I mean, this is, again, a, a universe, dark universe, universe. Yeah, a universe with dark attached to it has worked out very well so far for certain movie isn't companies. the previous DC, the current DC universe, the dark DC universe also? It really is. How can it get any darker? <laughs> well, it got a little bit lighter. Yeah. It's, you know, the color palette wise. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Uh, okay, sure. Well, maybe they're trying to please everybody. Maybe it's like, well, for the fanboys who loved... How gritty it got. Mm. Maybe that. Maybe that's for for these guys. And then, and I kind of liked. I'm not against the DC universe getting dark and gritty. No, it was just the execution. It was, that, I completely yeah. agree because that's what I think. Yeah, because there's there, there was talk about well, people don't like it because it's grim and people just want happy Marvel stuff. No, yeah, I just want something good. I don't care what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think it it would have been a great point of difference if they pulled it off, but yeah. they just didn't. Mm. Yet. Oh, until DC Dark. DC Universe Dark. 84. DC whatever. Dark and Black. <laughs> That's it. Mm. And the other bit, bit of news from that is uh, Flashpoint is going to be taking inspiration from Back to the Future if it is a Flashpoint movie, which <laughs> it may or may not be. Wait, but according to whom is this? That I, I didn't put the source, Mason. Okay, I'm not, great. I'm not that guy. Right. Did you think I was that guy? Not really, no. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Because otherwise, it's this whole. But I mean, is it a, is it a is it a does it say a source from the set or a source from the production company or I, none of those things? I know. Great. Okay, so it could be a tweet. It could be from me. It oh. could be something I just woke up oh. with and put it into this podcast. Like, if people want more information on anything, go to any other source. <laughs> Google.com. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Bing.net. Ooh. Is that what it is? I'm gonna Absolutely check if Bing.net's not. taken, and if it isn't, I'm gonna get it. Bing.net. <laughs> Oh, this will be a watershed moment for the podcast. Our service is not available right now. Wait, but is that Bing? Yeah, Bing.net. What if Google.net? Google must have got Google.net. Yeah, of course they did. Okay. But okay, I'm, I'm going to have to look up Bing.net as well now. I'm going to go to Yahoo.net. <laughs> so I get one of these, Mason. Okay. I'm going to get one okay, of these. Okay, this is going to be a race to get the... No, nope, they got Yahoo. Okay. What's another search engine? Ask Jeeves. Yep. .net. <laughs> I think I could just get arcsaskjeeves.com. You can certainly get Oh, they Ar- got it too. You can certainly get arcsjeeves.com. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to ask Jeeves some questions, all right? I bet I couldn't get arcsjeeves. I bet it's already gone. A-R-K-S? Yes. Okay, I bet that's already... I bet arcsjeeves.com. What about axjeeves? A-X-E. That's what this show's just going to be now. I was trying to... Didn't you used to do this for a bit when you were really young, trying to get URLs? Was that you? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, is no. not taken. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> 
Isn't that something you used to do when you no, were, when you were like 17? No. Get like domain names? No. None of you? No. Might have been Brian. I'd be, I'd be rich if that were the case. No, you wouldn't because no. you wouldn't have done it well. I would have done it really poorly. <laughs> I would have purchased dogpile.net or whatever. <laughs> it's true, yeah. So there's a lot of DC news this week. Mm-hmm. Jeff Johns will apparently be stepping away from his executive post as president and chief creative officer of DC Entertainment to focus on creative full-time, creative matters full-time. So that means his role in the cinematic universe, I assume, is diminished. Mm-hmm. Uh, his role as head of comics and everything else. and is, is He seems like he was doing a lot. Because also he's a creative. So yeah, and he writes. And he, he writes yeah. so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, it's amazing the output that this guy has, has yeah. done. Is uh, he stepping away from the movies to finish Doomsday Clock? Is that... That's a good question. Mm. Oh, do you read the current one? No, I'm, we can still, talk back I'm, I'm not up to date. We can't do whatever it was, Watchmen Watch. Yeah, that was three weeks ago, I think we yeah. talked about this. Yeah. But uh, part of this, though, because people are like, well, is this a demotion? Is this a sidestep? Is this a personal reason? Is this because of the shake-up of Warner Brothers? But this is going to include him launching Mad Ghost Productions. Mad Ghost Productions! <laughs> Mad Ghost! Mad Ghost! <laughs> um, if you're listening, Jeff Johns, and we know you're not, uh, if you're looking for a slogan... It's just two guys shouting mad ghosts. <laughs> so bad. You know, you know, bad hat Harry Productions when it when it closes, it's like that's some bad hat Harry or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like it, the, it's just it's us going bad ghosts, bad ghosts, bad ghosts. <laughs> We're doing hands gestures yeah. as well. Yeah. Just so people We're clear. doing wild gang signs. <laughs> So, Mad Ghost Production, uh, and he's also entering an exclusive writer-producer deal with Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment to create content across multiple divisions of the studio, including films, television, and comic books, based on current DC properties as well as new and reimagined IP. Huh. Wait, so is that what Mad Ghost is doing? Part of it is. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Isn't it? That he's not producing his own things. He's like, hey, you know how I work Well, he is also. Right, right, okay. Yeah. But he's, he's skimming a little off the top to... to but to, that's where the money is. Yeah, I guess. Like making your own stuff and being in control of your own situation, mm. I'd yeah. imagine. Look what bloody Mark Millar's doing with Netflix. Yeah. Like that dude must have... I mean, nothing so far. Nothing so far, but soon there'll be many things. Heaps, heaps of things. Yeah. So I just think, you know, I, I, who doesn't want to, you know, kind of more autonomy? I guess that's true. I mean, a But I'm, I'm just saying it's interesting that he's like, he's worked for DC and he's now like, now bring bring DC stuff to me, to, to a separate production company. Yeah. It's interesting. It isn't. I guess it's kind of like the Chris Nolan, because his his production company kind of handled a yeah, lot of yeah. the Dark Knight. What's his one called again? Uh, I don't know. Is he British production? Is he British? Is he British? Is he British? Is he from Boston? Is he both? Did he grow up? He's British. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, Mad Ghost. I was going to say the only reason I asked for the, the name of his production company is so I could yell it. <laughs> okay. Right. Legendary. No, no it's the one with the it's one with the the maze. You know the one? Uh, syncope or something? Syncope! Is that it's it? Syn- it's syncope. Okay, yeah. Good. Syncope! <laughs> now, Mason, you may think DC is a shit show Yes, I do. Well, maybe not. Oh! But it is a bit. I'm willing to be proven wrong momentarily. Walter Hamada, he's in charge of the new DC film slate. He's come over from the Conjuring universe, a very successful series of horror films that right. I haven't seen. Neither have I. Good stuff. Not horror movie guys. So when, when he came in, apparently what he did, he went over all the projects that... DC have been looking at the We've dozens about of projects. This. Yes, <laughs> there's a new one every day. There's a new one every day. He's culled certain ones, elevated others. Uh, he's kept an eye on the big marquee heroes while also developing lesser-known characters uh, that could pop big. Mm. So it seems like though the future DC slate that has been talked about, the seventeen 
the 17 or so films, they're now non-existent except for the ones that they're currently being working on. So Shazam, Aquaman, uh, Wonder Woman 84. I'm assuming the new Joker one because that looks like it's probably happening. Yeah. Huh. But the, exact, the quote from this article from The Hollywood Reporter is... Oh, now you're providing a source. I get it. It's from your friends over at THR. <laughs> That's right. He walked into a shit show and he's trying to clear it up. How long has he been working on this? I think he started in January or February. Okay. Yeah. So he seems to be also shying away from a brain trust, like a writer's room, and focusing on creator-driven projects uh, that Warner Brothers first aimed to achieve, Okay, which I think is good. I don't Mm -hmm. like by committee stuff, like my favorite Marvel movies are the ones that have kind of their own kind of vision and voice. Yeah, right. Uh Same with the Star Wars films. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can also get something really terrible, like out of the box and terrible, Uh but this is what I prefer. What about you? Well, I I agree, but it's interesting to me if he started in January or February that we've still, we've had five months of just these weird, and DC's announcing a new thing. Like, I would have thought step one for him would have been like, lock down these weird press releases (laughs) and all these rumours and just people getting out there and going, we're going to have three Joker movies or whatever. But I think a lot of these aren't official. Like yeah, in that right. movie we were announced. Yeah, okay, I guess that's yeah. probably true. Mm. Maybe, maybe a statement. It's yeah. just like, yeah, none of those are happening. <laughs> we're going to focus on making three that are good, and yeah. then we'll see about the rest. I think that would have... It's not too late, whatever your name is. <laughs> Walter Hamada. Walter Hamada. Very good. Wally Hams. I think this could be a good turning point. You should say it. It's fun to say. Wally Hambo. Nice. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Wally Ham! Wally Hams! <laughs> He's here to shake up DC! <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, I, no, I think this is... He's obviously worked with the Conjuring universe. He seems to... I like the idea of cleaning up. Mm. Just being like, just stop. Yes. Let's just strip this right back and kind of focus on making good films. Mm. Like What's a that? Jared Leto Joker movie. <laughs> yeah, like a Jared Leto Joker movie. Mason? Yes? I hate Dumbo. I hate uh-huh. it. The Me too. Film. I hate this new trailer. I think. I think. I know a lot of people. I think. We've, like I think we maybe we've mentioned on the show, maybe in our Disney episode. Yeah. That I think Dumbo as a child, I'm like, I hate all these movies <laughs> yeah. because it's just a mo- it's a movie about a sad little boy essentially, and he's orphaned, and sad stuff happens. People and he, hate him. He goes through the ringer, and everyone hates him. And then at the end of the movie, things are slightly better because he shoots a crowd with peanuts like a machine gun. Yeah. As exactly. he flies over. Yeah. Him. Exactly. I'm not a fan. Me neither. I hate the weird trip out sequence. Yep. I did not like this trailer at all. Uh-huh. Uh, it might be good. Tim yeah. Burton's doing it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people seem to be on board with it, but this is not for me. No, absolutely not. Will we see it? I don't want to see it. Very good. Yeah. It's not about what we hate though, Mason. It's about what we love. And I love that Paul Hogan... Uh, anything else? I was going to say people... like. A lot. I saw some people on Twitter who were like immediately hating the this this trailer, this Tim Burton yeah. Dumbo trailer, because the weather vane has like a weird font for the oh, right. for the for the north, east, west, south, and they're like, oh, Tim Burton. And his oh, it's fonts. like a Tim Burton font. Yeah, it doesn't feel as Tim Burtony as no, it doesn't. That's stuff. true. Yeah. Look, I don't think it's a terrible trailer. It could. I think a lot of people could like this, but I just this is not a thing that I will see. And yeah, right. I hate it. And even though. We do a show on talking about movies. I'm not. I'm not saying this. What did you think about his big old eyes? 
his big monster eyes. I, know, I, know. I think if you saw that, you know, the, 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 this hole in the wall or whatever it was, hole in the barn thing, yeah. and you saw these two enormous eyes coming out of it, you'd be terrified. You'd I'd be terrified. You'd st- jab him out with a stick. Jab him with a stick, exactly, yeah. And just one weird tentacle. Yeah, right. Is this, is this a remake of The Mist? <laughs> I like The Mist. Is that Mist TV show good? I've never seen it. Me neither. I should actually check it out. Yeah. Actually, I did have Paul Hogan news, but before we get to that, uh, Panar Topark was going to be the first woman to score a superhero movie, apparently, for Captain Marvel. Ooh. She's also worked on Krypton. But guess what, Mason? She's not the first woman. Uh, Shirley Walker scored Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, okay, so right. Yeah. Okay, did but that get a theatrical release? It did get a theatrical oh. release. Yeah, uh, it didn't do very well, but it's beloved by many. I don't know if I've ever seen it. I've seen parts of it. I'm going to say you haven't seen it. I though. think I know the twist, so I went. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. I'll get around to it. Mm-hmm. But it was in that golden era of of the Batman, Batman animation, animated series. Yeah, so yeah. it's probably quite good. It is good. Uh, no, I think this is good. This is great. I mean, you don't. How many female composers can you name? Your silence speaks volumes. Doesn't nice it, and... though? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Enya? <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> Good. Enya. Celine Dion? Don't think she's a composer. Well, neither's Enya Mason. All right. <laughs> We're just right. naming women. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, uh, there are obviously female composers, but... No, it's good to see. Uh, I mean, it's a perfect movie to kind of make this happen in as well. Oh, yeah. Paul Hogan News, Mason. Okay. Remember how you didn't... <laughs> Our new segment, Paul Hogan News. Remember how we never thought there was going to be a Crocodile Dundee 4 because that was clearly a tourism campaign? I remember. And then it turned out to be a really flat and uninteresting t- tourism campaign. Did it... I wonder, did it sell any plane tickets to Australia? I think so. How quickly did that evaporate yeah, after it was revealed? it came and went, didn't remember it? Remember that? Because the last trailer was Chris Hemsworth and... Danny McBride drinking wine and Chris Hemsworth going, you know, the, the, the Barossa Valley has some of the best wines in Australia. And it's just like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> How did this happen? Yeah. Uh, but we're not- Aren't you going to punch a camel or something? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's what we want. It's what people are coming to Australia for, people punching camels. People are punching camels. Uh, Paul Hogan, though, he's not going to star in Crocodile Dundee 4. He's going to star in the very excellent Mr. Dundee. Wait, Hogan- what? I know. I thought it was Crocodile Dundee before, and then, for, then I read the synopsis, so I'm just going to read it to you. Is I'm that ready, right? okay. Hogan will play himself, and on the brink of receiving a knighthood for services to comedy... Must be for strange this, bedfellows. Yeah. All right, this is a bad start, but all right. <laughs> you could have set this in outer space, and I would have been like, that's more believable. <laughs> Don't, no, he's... To be fair, yes. some of his work, like his earlier work, like yeah. the Gong Show and the early Dundee movies and I guess that's true, Lightning yeah. Jack, these are all things. Hmm. Flipper. You're forgetting. I'm forgetting a lot of things, aren't yeah. I? The Paul uh, Hogan Show, presumably, Yeah, was exactly one of those things, yeah. Was he the Gong Show? Was he on that? No, you're thinking of Chuck Barris. Am I? Yeah. Okay, I good. I think we had a Gong Show. Well, we had a version of that. I think that's how he was introduced. Or something. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, don't Are you do any- of Hey Hey It's Saturday again. No, there was a, there's a precursor to Hey Hey It's Saturday, okay, your right. favourite show. Yeah. Uh, don't do anything to mess this up, his manager tells him. However, despite all his best efforts, the next six weeks sees his name and reputation destroyed. Ooh. Just make the Danny McBride one. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so it's called the very excellent. Yeah. Mister Dundee. He's getting a knighthood. This is his JCVD. <laughs> That's a very. At yeah. comparison. Where Jean-Claude Van Damme, it's a it's a partly real, partly fictional. Yeah. I mean, entirely fictional, but the premise is that it's Jean-Claude Van Damme in real life attempting to redeem, you know, re- recover his career, but then he gets involved in hijinks yeah, right. and terrorism or whatever it is. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's good. Well, and it also sounds like the best exotic marigold hotel. I've <laughs> so, not seen that either. I have not seen that. Mm. Very good. Anyway, do you care about that? No. Okay, good. For sure. Absolutely not. Uh, Star Trek... 
Trek Discovery, which I quite enjoyed the first season. Did you Same, watch it all? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, Alex Kurtzman is going to be taking over as showrunner. If that name sounds familiar, Mason, that's because you would have seen it up top of The Mummy, the Tom yeah, Cruise that's right. one. Okay, the one that I loved. Uh, yes. Uh, they've, they've Apparently, Burke and Harberts, uh, who were the original showrunners... You're uh, doing it again. Okay, that's another clue, folks. Harberts. This them, is one of, the, one of the secret words. <laughs> Due to reports of a hostile writer's room with multiple writers on the series reported, reportedly feeling uncomfortable from abusive behavior. Uh, in addition, the budget of the f- first five episodes reportedly ballooned beyond expectations and will have an effect on the remaining episodes of season two. So they've blown out the budget, they're out the door, and then the, f- the last five episodes are just going to be recap episodes. Yeah, great. Two. Clip shows. Clip shows, yeah. I mean, I'm, inter- I'm inter- interested to see these budget blown out first five episodes. Me that could too. be incredible. I yeah. bet. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to, given that there's no cost to me, I'm willing to watch the first five and then not watch the rest of the season. 100%. Huh. But uh, no, I think that's uh, very interesting. Mm. I'm not sure he might be the best choice as a showrunner, but if you know these guys are not good guys and you know there's abuse and whatnot going on behind the scenes, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is the best step forward. Also, Alex Kurtzman's probably Kurtzman's looking to kind of do a better thing after yeah, right. the Mummy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. What a, what a film. Remember when oh. Tom Cruise kissed the woman to death? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, so good. We should watch that again. Do, why do you why do you insist on us watching all these bad movies ever again? Because that's what we do. Okay, here's some Paul Hogan facts. Yeah. Okay. Hogan's first public appearance. You Okay, you are correct. The Nine Network's amateur talent program, New Faces. New Faces! New Faces! He went on... He he snuck his way onto the show by claiming to be a tap dancing knife thrower. Oh, and then he just like insulted the host. Then he went something. on and he, he made a series of jokes at the judge's expense. That's right. Yeah. He finished by performing a rudimentary shuffle and throwing the knives onto the floor. Because apparently new faces like the judges were just really rude to all the contestants. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to show them. So that's I'm going to stab him. I'm going to stab him with these knives. <laughs> yeah. And then he came. Then he then he came. He was invited back repeatedly. Yeah. Right. There you go. Okay. In a way, he was one of the new faces. And currently, he has a new face. So that's... <laughs> that's yeah. That's very ironic. That is very ironic. Uh, and then he had the Paul Hogan show, obviously, after you did, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever, yeah. Those are all, these are all Paul Hogan facts. That's right. Uh, Mason, I know you, you thought there was no Star Wars news this week. You yeah. thought we'd got away with it, didn't we? When we had Star Trek news... Yeah. I mean, I guess to be fair and balanced, we also need Star Wars That's news. That's right, Mason. But then again, we have Star Wars news like every week. Mm. So maybe we should skip the Star Wars news? Okay, let's just say that this is Star Trek news. Okay, okay. In, in more Star Trek news, mm-hmm. George Lucas has opened up about his episode 7, the version that he would have made. So George Lucas, yeah. creator of Star Wars, yeah. is also yeah. heavily invested in... Star Trek. Yeah, episode seven. Episode seven Even of Star there Trek. Is a Star Trek seven. Does he mean maybe episode seven of perhaps Star Trek The Next Generation, he the might TV series? Mean that. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Star Trek Discovery? Oh, that's a good question. Isn't it though? Yeah. I'll read on and anyway, find out. Okay, read on. Okay. Anyway, his version of Star Trek episode seven, just to clarify it's Star Wars, everybody, if there's confusion. Because his version of The Force Awakens. Man, I'm really looking forward to hearing this information about Star Trek Episode Seven. I hope James <laughs> gets to it in a moment, but he's speaking very quietly. I hope he moves up to a normal volume that I can hear, and then I can hear about Star Trek Episode Seven. Carry on, James. We were going to go into the microbiotic world, uh, but there's this world of creatures that operates different, differently from what we do, and I call them the wills. And the wills are the ones who act, uh, actually control the universe. They feed off the Force. 
Okay, just putting aside that great joke we were doing. Mm. This sounds terrible. Yeah. This sounds like, a, this sounds like more midi-chlorians. Midi-chlorians again, but even more vague. Yeah. So, I don't know. The idea that... They sound personified, though. Yes. If there are, if there are creatures that are beyond... It sounds like he wants another explanation for the Force... And it's, it sounds like ghosts. Yeah, it does sound like honest. some kind of or another di- next dimensional beings. He loves a bit of that, he doesn't loves he? loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he had went to some sort of, like some sort of new age exhibition? It's very possible. Like t- 10 years ago and he's just like extra dimensional beings. Yeah. That's, that's where it's at. Well, in the 70s, like his original draft, it's called like Star Wars, the first Star Wars, Journey of the Wills, journal number one or some. Yeah, right. This is a, uh-huh. Crazy needs thing. an editor. Needs an <laughs> yeah. So look, to be fair, I would have been really interested to see what he what he made. I'd love to read it. Yeah. Maybe I even would have loved to see it. But I can't imagine that he could have made this and people wouldn't have gone insane. Yeah, for sure. You know, I know people are calling for him to come back and everything because a lot of people are unhappy with the direction of the new films. But mm-hmm. this seems worse. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anything could be good, uh-huh. but not this. <laughs> No, good on him. Hey, would you be interested interested to see or read whatever this is? I would. You know what? I'd be interested to s- maybe if he had a full script. Yeah, I would be kind of be interested if to see people maybe make fan films of particular yeah. scenes. I think that would be interesting. He did actually hand them over to Lucasfilm oh. uh, story treatments, so they're in the vault. They, they, they do exist. I don't know if they're full scripts, but okay. uh, maybe he wrote it. Who knows? I would be kind. I would be keen to see somebody's interpretation of it, just not his. What about mine? Yeah. Mm, you sure? Yeah. Okay, I'll yeah. do it. All right, let's. Yeah, thank you. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, NYX, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, 
but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Cha-ching sound effect. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. NetSuite.com slash Weekly Planet. Okay. Uh, Mason, we've got an ad, and then we're going to talk about a different thing. All right. Casper mattresses. You may know them from the mattress that you sleep on. Yes. Is that how you know them? Yeah, from my face on it. Absolutely. They're a quality mattress. Uh... Wait, that implies that I sleep without a pillow. I sleep with a pillow. you got to sleep with a pillow. Mm-hmm. Have you ever not slept with a pillow? It's the yeah, it's worst. a nightmare. Yeah. It's no good. Mm-hmm. Hang on, let me just zoom in. Because I can't read this because my eyes are old man eyes. Do you reckon I should get glasses? Yeah. Nah. All right. Claire was gla- Claire lost her glasses at the moment, but she can't find them because she is not wearing her glasses. glasses. But and I can't find them because I'm I'm very busy. Obviously, you're not interested in finding the glasses. <laughs> no, it's not really my prerogative. Plus, you don't really like her with glasses on. I so, do. Mason. So yeah, yeah. you know why would you find the glasses? But yeah, I, I did always... you steal her glasses? Yes. Yeah. I always say to her, don't you think it would just be easier if you had 20-20 vision? And she's like, <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. But I know my eyes are going to go real soon. Like the history of my family, mm-hmm. it's the next two years. Like it's happening. Yeah, right. You know? Okay. Yeah. You're going to be magooing about. Yeah. I don't mind though. Mm. All right. What do we go? Actually, I probably will mind. 
Casper mattresses, they combine multiple supported memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amount of sink and bounce. Sink and bounce? They're breathable. Sink and bounce? Uh, and there's over 20,000 reviews with an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, Google. Out of five. That's right, which mm-hmm. is really good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, there's three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential. And it's not just a mattress company, Mason. There's a wide array of products oh, to what? ensure an overall better sleep experience. Comes in a box. B- BSX. Very good. Better sleep experience. Very good. You can use that, Casper. If you're listening, you're not listening. Yeah, no, they, I don't think they do. Otherwise, they'd probably stop us from doing these. They really would. <laughs> BSX. But uh, they come in at like a fridge, uh, mini fridge size box. Mm-hmm. Not a fridge size box. That's that would be good. madness. And if you don't like it, if you're like, this is no good, I want, I want to send it back. They'll come and get it for you. There's no hassle uh, and, and free returns. Pretty incredible. There's also free shipping and returns to the US and Canada. Mm-hmm. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper with a 100 night risk free sleep on it trial. Doesn't that sound good, Mason? It does sound good. How, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm way past that. Yeah. So. Is it still good, though? Yeah. Good thing, too. It is. Also, uh, you can start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 towards selected mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash the weekly planet. That's one word. Mm. And using the uh, unique promo code, the weekly planet, all one word. That's for $50 off. Terms and conditions apply. It says repeat offer, unique URL and promo code. Start sleeping <laughs> ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $50 towards selected mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash the weekly planet and using offer code, the weekly offer planet. Code, the weekly planet nice. for $50. I've off been paying attention. Very good. Terms and conditions do apply. Well, Mason, do you want to talk about uh, Upgrade or The Incredibles first? You know what we should talk about first because I forgot about oh, it. very good. Is that this week I was on an episode of Do Go On. Oh, with yeah. With our friends Dave, oh, Matt and Jess. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that's if, all right. We, we mentioned a Marvel it episode in We did. In relation to the Marvel shoes. Yeah, because we were sponsored by Vans and Marvel just that's recently. Right. Uh, and so we thought we'd... You uh, bought another pair, didn't you? I did. I, you they they sent me some Deadpools. Yeah. But I like your Marvel, your Captain Marvel uh, high tops as well. So you I bought a pair them. of those. You can't have mine though. No, I bought my own. Good. I don't want yours. No, you can't have them. I don't know. You've probably put your feet in them. I haven't put my feet in them yet. Wow. I'm waiting for the the prime opportunity to wear them. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to church? Yeah, I'm going to Captain Marvel's at <laughs> church. That's right, yeah. yeah nice. Uh, anyway, so we uh, we uh, did an episode mm. on uh, our, uh, our favorite Marvel characters. That's right. So, which is, uh, it was good fun. But here's the thing, because what we've discovered... We, the four members of Do Go On, that's right. Myself, Matt, Dave, and Jess. Yes, is that when you do a report, and you've done you've done I've one done, as well. Yeah, I do one. That yeah. whenever you do a report, you feel like it went really badly. Yes, but if you are listening to a report on the show, you're like, "Oh, this was so much fun! I I'm loved having it. A great time!" But but every time you do one, you're like, "Oh, I ruined it, and is I didn't boring enough. Yeah. Is this boring? I don't know." So because we all did a report, we all finished the episode like. Oh, did we make the worst episode anyone's ever made? I listened to it. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, was... I think feedback's been very good, but yeah, we're yeah. all like, oh, no, did we waste two hours? <laughs> we also did a Patreon bonus episode, ah. which I don't think is out yet, but it is um, for anybody who subscribes to the Dugo on Patreon, where we went through an online quiz to determine which uh, Marvel character we were. Which were you? I'm not going to tell you. Can you tell me after the I'll show? I'll tell you after the show, yeah. I'm not doubting any money, Mason. 
right. better but no, no. I'll, I'm actually I will do that okay. I want to listen to that very good uh, do you want to talk about Incredibles or Upgrade let's talk about Incredibles first okay very good got an interview with Lee Winnell coming up in a moment mm-hmm. uh, Mason was there for it he was just very quiet to- totally he got real shy yeah, yeah exactly yeah cuddled into a ball that's okay I'm like I've seen I've seen Saw 1 and, and <laughs> Saw 11 or whatever it is I'm so I'm a little bit intimidated if I'm honest that's it no he was very nice but we'll, we'll get to that The Incredibles is having any... I did see him when we went to the, the screening oh we did yeah, yeah you did see him yeah well, do you want to talk about that now then all right, well, where, where are we? We're, we're already in it, aren't we? We're into Upgrade, so I guess we'll talk about Upgrade. So basically, uh, no spoilers for Upgrade, because I think a lot of people might not have got a chance to see it. Also, I didn't, I didn't get a... The, the opening wasn't, I think, in all theatres. Yeah, right. So I'd, I'd imagine... It's been if, a staggered release yeah, of some sort. If you, don't, uh, if you haven't seen it, I would say probably don't even watch the trailers, just kind of go in... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just know it's pretty, it's pretty visceral, and yes. uh, it's, it's... Thematically, it is... It's 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 a similar tone to the Saw movies, I feel. Yeah, it's more action oriented. Oh I would yeah, say for it's sure. More yeah. Equilibrium. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, uh-huh. which I quite like. Yeah, right. As well, yeah. I meant in the sense if you're after sunshine and rainbows. Oh yeah, you no, will definitely yeah, not yeah, get this in this not. movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh huh. But basically, uh, I guess I can just put the interview in here. Mason couldn't make it to the interview because of work. I had like three hours sleep because my kid was up. It was been my he split his head open this week. It was a whole thing. So if I sound a bit. Uh, <laughs> Out of it, it's because I very much am. <laughs> what I would love here is if, because I haven't heard the interview, but what I would love here if you're like, now let's go to the clip, and it's just you going, oh, <sighs> and that was my interview with Lee Waddell. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, yeah, he is. He was very nice, uh-huh. uh, and we we talked about, um, well, he talked about more. He was a good talker, which made my job easier because yeah. I'm not good at this at all. Well, that's uh, good because we've only really interviewed. Well, we've interviewed Edgar Wright, yeah, and you've interviewed Lee Winnell, yeah. And fortunately, they've been very they've good been talkers, really nice, yeah. Because and that that is our that is our nightmare that we go to interview somebody a skill a skill set we do not have, yeah. And then we're like, so what do you what, tell us about the movie? And he's like, well, it's a it's pretty pretty good. And we're like, oh, didn't have a follow up for yeah. that. But no, uh, yeah, we talk about kind of independent filmmaking and action sequences because there's a few unique action sequences and things like that anyway i'll put it in i'll put it in here yeah cool so right into it i just wanted to to mention i went to the q a the other day at the jam factory and i had this moment where you said you're on recovery and then you wrote the movie mule and it all kind of came together for me you know like at the like at the end right. of the thriller it's like oh my <laughs> god what <laughs> he was dead the whole time that's it yeah so it, it's amazing to see you come all that way from recovery to this like are you always looking to do something new and creative yeah for sure i mean um i've loved movies since i was a kid and mm. wanted to be involved with them somehow even before i knew that was a job i yeah, just right. was like how do i get in movies I how think do i, I do actually... a star wars or... yes yeah. exactly <laughs> i wanted to be crawl inside the tv and run around the death star <laughs> sure so when i was doing recovery i was happy to be talking about movies and reviewing them and um you know interviewing my heroes a lot of the time mm. I, I got to interview tim burton peter yep. jackson john woo jackie chan i mean mm. the list goes on it was fun but i think there was always a part of me that was thinking you know, I don't want to interview John Woo. I want to be John yeah, Woo. Yeah, right, yeah. And I'm so happy to now say that I get to do that for a living. You mm. get to make movies and, and be on the other side of the Iron Curtain. We well, mentioned John Woo. Obviously, the big part of this film, uh, the fight sequences. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was a conscious decision to do something a little bit different, a little bit more kind of out of the box. Is that Would that be right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I 
wanted to offer something that audiences hadn't seen before. I thought that this idea of a computer chip controlling someone's body would allow me to do that. It was mm. all driven by the story. It wasn't like I started with the idea of shooting fight scenes in a unique way and then worked right. backwards from there. Sure. You know, the, the story idea came first, but it begged to be shot in a different way. I mean, in writing the story, I realized that a computer would fight very differently than a human and would... Um, mm. Hit More methodical and, than... Yeah, it's, yeah. It, you know, a computer takes the path of least resistance. Yes, you know, right. Uh, what's the shortest distance between two dots? And, right. and, and so uh, the stunt team on Upgrade and myself, we worked out that the hits in the film should be very short and sharp designed to end the fight right there. Yeah. And it was great. It was a really fun creative process to, to get there. Did you know going in that it was going to be that kind of camera locks to the the character as they move? You mentioned that it was an iPhone strapped to him. Yeah. I thought it was some big complex setup, but obviously not. I know. Was, we, yeah. I should, probably shouldn't give the trick away and let people think it was a big complex. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the new Matrix camera. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. They they had this super complicated technique for doing that. Yeah. We were really were as simple as strapping an iPhone to um, to the actor and, and leaning the camera locked to them. And um, it wasn't something that I had in my mind going in, that te- that shooting technique. Yeah. I knew I wanted it to be strange and unique. And then during pre-production on the film, we had to work out exactly what strange and unique means. And it was a combo of different things. It was the way the actors moved. It was um, the, the, the fight scenes and the way they were choreographed, um, the camera method of locking the cameras to the actors. All of that stuff combines to give it a slightly off-kilter Look, I'm glad people are responding to it. You never know how people are going to respond to things. When you sometimes mm. when I make a movie, I'm surprised by things that the audience don't care about, right. things that I thought were amazing, yeah, yeah. and nobody mentions it in any reviews. And then other things that you didn't give a second thought to, the audience will take to them and yeah. say, "Oh, that was amazing." And it's always surprising to see how a film is interpreted, and it's definitely been gratifying to see people react to the action choreography in this film in a big way because I didn't know if we'd done enough, you know. I I, I didn't know if if we uh, had gone far enough to really have people highlight that stuff, but they they have, you know. Was there anything from this that you put a lot of effort into that people just kind of breezed by? Breezed by? Let me think about that. There definitely is. You know, the opening title sequence I thought was going to change the world. (laughs) I thought I was going to be getting letters from Steven Spielberg saying, you have changed cinema. (laughs) You're right. Using a full stop after each word. Uh, Only a couple of people uh, have mentioned that. Uh, Okay. I had this idea that I wanted the opening title sequences to be uh, a voiceover rather Mm. than titles written on screen. Like the voice voice of STEM or...? Uh, it was the voice of the AI that controlled their house. Okay, yeah. But um, I wanted to have these sort of sound waves moving in line with the voice. And so we did this whole animation sequence and a couple of reviewers in the US have pointed out that it was pretty unique, but that's definitely something that <clears throat> I thought I would get more recognition for. I wanted to ask you about uh, low-budget filmmaking. It's surprising what can be done these days on was it four to six million for this or probably not supposed to talk about it australian i think it was a bit more than that we were able to push the budget further yeah um and the great thing is we didn't have to compromise on anything like the finished movie we have feels quite big to me absolutely people compare it to things like the matrix and that's crazy because the matrix was such a huge budget film but that's certainly how i wanted it to feel yeah you know when when people go into the theater in australia 
they should just sit down and expect a big sci-fi world. What elements of modern day filmmaking do you think helped make, make it look so distinct from a movie from, say, 15 years ago? I think that, you know, certainly shooting on digital has changed filmmaking. I remember Mm. when we shot Saw in 2003, we were shooting on 35mm, which is great. I mean, I love film and the way it looks. And essentially, digital cameras are always trying to imitate film. Sure, right, yeah. So anybody who says that they are the future should, should check themselves on that because... All that digital cameras are trying to do is look as film-like as possible. Right. Um, But I think that some of the digital technology that's been invented in the last 10, 15 years has democratized filmmaking in a big way. Mm. You know, you're able to do high-level CGI on your laptop. Sure, not this one, but say a good one. Not this laptop (laughs) I'm looking at, um, but but, um, but it's, it's something you can do and I think... Uh, the access to these tools. I mean, mm. you, you look at some of the fan-made trailers on YouTube and they look Absolutely, really high-end yeah. and polished. And like I, Oat Studios and exactly. Like that, yeah. I think it's because people have access to these um, editing programs and, and, and CGI programs in a way that they didn't before. Yeah. You know, it was, mm. it was kind of an exclusive club to get access to that type of high-end technology. So that's definitely something that's changed and it allowed us to be more ambitious mm. you know there's not a hell of a lot of cgi in this movie it's little things like you know table displays and yep. and, and you know establishing shots of the city and and mm-hmm. whatnot that was obviously probably helped keep the budget down but was that also do you come from a place where you prefer practical effects absolutely yeah. I, I love practical effects i just love having the elements of the film in the frame mm. you know rather than having a tennis ball on a stick <laughs> sure i want to have the actual person there or the object or the creature whatever it is i want it in the frame yeah right so i always lean practical first i think cg is a really great tool for augmenting what you've already shot Mm. you know you sort of it comes in like a paintbrush and you can sort of use brush strokes to dab on this film canvas and improve it all but i'm not so much a fan of using computers to build everything in the frame right yeah you know um Sometimes that kind you of, have to. That kind of hollow to you when you see something like that, or can be a little bit. It can mm. be, yeah. You know, CG is like anything. It's sort of a filmmaking tool that needs to be used correctly. It's yeah. not amazing in and of itself. It's amazing when used properly, right. and it takes uh, great artists to use uh, filmmaking elements properly. Like people talk about Jurassic Park as being this groundbreaking CGI film. It's like six minutes of it in there or something. Yeah, it's, it? yeah. there's not really mm. much. And, mm. and it was a groundbreaking movie for its time. But what makes Jurassic Park great is not the CGI. It's the fact that it's a Steven Spielberg film. And it's a well-made yeah. film. And actually my, my favorite special effects in that movie is the practical stuff, the T-Rex attack. Yes, yeah. The, the pract- when they were actually using practical elements like a big T-Rex head, it mm. just I really love it. And yeah. so it's it's a, it's about the story and it always is. People need to remember it's the it's the message not the medium that's important. Right. You know, I don't care how a movie is watched. You can watch it on your iPhone or you can watch it in a theater. What really counts is what you're watching. Mm. You know, I'd rather watch something great on my phone than watch something terrible in a movie theater. Yeah, it's just noise and lights. It's just noise yeah. and light, exactly. Yeah. So it always amuses me that no matter how far technology advances and whatever tricks the film industry comes up with to um, make itself relevant in, in this era, whether it's 3D or mm. 4D movies where the chairs shake, <laughs> sure. whatever it is, it all pales in comparison to writing a screenplay and putting a story down. Right, right. Uh, I'm probably running out of time here. Okay, excellent. Speaking of the story, though, you mentioned that initially 
it was a much bigger film in terms of budget and then you kind of whittled it down. Mm-hmm. Was that a painful process or was that kind of a nice creative challenge? I thought it was great. I thought mm. it made it a better film. You right. know, I feel like this film is better when it's leaner and meaner. The 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 sixty million dollar version of this film with Christian Bale in the lead, I think, is is not as as interesting to me. I know it's easy to to easy to say that, but I really love this kind of lean and mean version of the film, and it was great to shoot it in that way. You can feel when you're watching the movie that it was made in this run-and-gun spirit. In terms of what's coming next, I'd imagine this could very well open doors for bigger budget films. I mean, you're already there, obviously. <laughs> Is that something you're interested in, to get like hired and then fired from a Star Wars movie? <laughs> or do you want to write your own? I would love to be hired and fired from a Star Wars <laughs> That's movie. That's the dream, yeah. I can join the wall of shame, <laughs> the trail of bodies behind Star Wars movies. Um, I don't know. It's not something that I am aspiring to with every fibre of my being. Like, yeah. I don't get down on my knees every night and pray to the movie gods <laughs> that I can direct a Star Wars movie. I love Star Wars like everyone else. I grew up watching Star Wars. But mm. for me, I just love creating. I, I never look at films as a stepping stone to something else. When I'm in a movie, when I'm making it, I am all in. And, and that is the most important thing to me right at that moment. So as this whole upgrade experience comes to an end i'm really just uh starting to think about what's next and uh, i have a script that i'm working on that's kind of a psychological horror film there's a sci-fi movie idea that i have there's a couple of things i'm kicking around Mm. and um i don't really know which one will i'll end up making it really turns out uh depends on which one turns out to be the least terrible. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a good good way of good metric for judging screenplays. Which one's the least terrible? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I once had a Hollywood producer type say, um, "You're too self-deprecating. You know, you gotta you gotta, pick yourself you gotta up, hone right? that. You gotta tone that down if you're gonna make it in this industry." You know, I'm thinking I'm Australian. Like, I have a black belt in self-deprecation. That's right. Uh, I don't want to give that up. I will hang on to that part of my personality, tooth and nail. But yeah, uh, I I'll, I just want to. I sound like a footballer. Let's just take it one match at a time right, and uh, yep, see how yep. we do next week. Um, I, I really just want to look at the screenplays I write and make the film that is it that excites me the most because at the end of the day, there you go with another football phrase. Sure. Uh, at the end of the day, that's the only thing that sustains you through the long process of making a film. It takes such a long time to make a film that the only thing getting you out of bed in the morning is the passion, the mm. original passion that you had when you started it. So I never want to start working on a film I'm so-so about thinking that I can somehow – manufacture the passion or yeah. grow to love it yeah, yeah maybe if i work on this long enough i'll start to see what's good about it yeah that's like, not like a good stockholm syndrome <laughs> stockholm yeah. syndrome yeah it's not a good policy yeah upgrade was a movie i loved from script stage and mm. that love took me through all this you know it, it's 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 what's exciting to me now i've done a lot of interviews about this movie in the last few weeks and sitting here with you now I'm still excited talking about it. I'm not bored. I'm not looking at it like, oh, God, another interview. It's still exciting to me to talk about the movie and to share it with people. Mm. And I think that's how I have to approach the next movie, you know. Thank you for chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm glad this wasn't laborious for you. Not at all. I look at Harrison Ford in interviews and just go, geez, that guy looks grim. I know. You know, (laughs) I love Harrison Ford and I'm a big fan of his movies, but he... Sometimes when he's in an interview, he looks like he's having a, a wisdom tooth extracted. Maybe I'll get there one day and just become totally jaded about this stuff. But yeah. for now, I'm totally blown away that anyone would be even interested in this movie to talk to me. You know, it's, it's a bonus prize yeah. that people are interested. What a great interview. 
That might be the best interview that anyone's ever interviewed on wow. and in or around. Yeah. Would you recommend seeing this movie though? I absolutely would. Yeah, definitely. Mm. For such a low budget, it feels it, it it feels like they really kind of flesh out the world. Like it is a lot of kind of interior stuff. Like it's in warehouses and That's houses true, yeah. or whatever. Do you, I feel like that there's enough stuff of like. Hey, this is a city. It's a big city. I agree, yeah. And they cut absolutely. away from it, yeah. Mm. The city of Melbourne. The city of Melbourne. But yeah. it's not set in Melbourne. I liked, though, that... Yeah, it's a vague city, apparently. It's it's, the, it's, it's vague in the sense anywhere. that uh, the Matrix was set in the city. Yes. So, But, yeah, it's a, it's a city in the US in, you know, like 20 or so years from yeah. now. If you're a big fan of the Balti Bridge, though... Mate, they get a gear lot of up. Money. Yeah, that's right. But I think I liked that I didn't identify a whole lot of Melbourne landmarks exactly in it, that, yeah. for me it takes me out of the movie i agree yeah. i think it did a good job of making it feel like an american just, city or yeah. just the city yeah though there's a bit where they also they cut to a house in the suburbs and i'm like that looks like coburg or something like that <laughs> right yeah. right which i which wait I that's quite my enjoy. house <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah everybody saw their own house i don't know how he did it <laughs> it was incredible <laughs> And yeah. then there's a shot of Lee Winnell breaking into your house. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I should also mention that I got him to sign a DVD on your behest afterwards. Yes, for a friend of mine. I didn't record any of this. But ba- well, do you want to explain? Because I... Okay, I'll explain it first because I had to explain it to him and I didn't fully understand uh-huh. it. But he was well on board. Yeah, right. But a friend of yours had a Chinese... This is how I explained it. Had a Chinese takeout box on her fridge that was set on it, Don't Touch Lee's. And did he write that, or would no like a production? So, so when she was like nineteen, yeah, uh, she had on like one of her shelves or something a, a takeaway box, and it sat on it like in a sharpie. Lee's do not touch. Yeah, presumably written on it by a pro- production staff member because she was such a big fan of of Lee Winnell and his his work yeah. that a friend of hers had stolen it from one of Lee's movie sets. Yes, and was like, here, this is this is for you. And she kept it for Trish. all those years on her. Did it for have a food while. in it? I don't think so. Okay, good. But basically, so you gave me a Saw DVD for your friend from yep, and, uh-huh. and got him to say, what was it? Um, it says on it now, uh, give me back my Chinese takeaway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he was really on board. And he was like, what What movie was it from? And I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm sorry. I don't have more information. <laughs> I'm sorry for asking you to do this. But no, he was really on board for it, which was, which was great. What I, we, this, this was talked about at the interview, which you haven't listened to, Mason. But what, the action sequences were... Well, it's one of these things where you see it and you go, oh, that's not been done before. That's, that's new. Nice. It's everyone. Yeah. Like we were, a second ago, we were talking about The Matrix. Yeah. Where I don't know, I don't know if particularly if this one will change. I don't think this I will think make... elements of it that yeah. might. Like, I don't know if it'll there's change the, the whole lock. paradigm of, of, of movie action filmmaking yeah. like The Matrix did. But there's certainly some elements in it where I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that, that blocking is... I've never seen that in particular yeah. before. Or that... How they've mounted the camera, I've never seen that before. Well, you don't know this, but everybody listening to this already knows. The way they did it was they strapped an iPhone to Logan Marshall Green and the camera just locks onto it and follows him. It's just yeah, it's right. as simple as that, uh-huh. which I couldn't wrap my mind around. Because <laughs> it doesn't look like that. It looks like a, you know, I don't even know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I quite enjoyed that. Hmm. What else, Mason? But the action sequences are very, they're very, they're very visceral and yeah. they're... And they're that movie Matrix Kung Fu, but it's upper level. Yes. I don't know. I can't. I would have thought going into this that if we were going to have some, you know, it's, you know, an AI doing Kung Fu. Yeah. No spoilers. But uh, I thought it would be like, well, I'm tired of this because I've seen The Matrix and I've seen the hundreds of movies that have come since then. Yeah. I'm I'm bored with this. But no, it was, it was fresh. It's really unique. Also, there's not, it's not a Kung Fu extravaganza. No, that's true. Thing. Yeah. There's enough of it. And each fight is different enough where. Yeah. Yeah, that they don't feel like they drag on. I also like the element of the guy in the fight 
like his facial expressions while he's doing it. Yes. Because like he's, he's, I guess it's kind of a spoiler because he's got an AI in him. He's mm. not on board, <laughs> like yeah. for a lot of it, uh-huh. which is which I, which I quite enjoyed. He was re- Logan Marshall Green. I know we talk about him being now. Like, is he Amer- he's American. He's American. Yeah, there was two uh-huh. Americans in it. Him and uh, the woman from Get Out, whose name I don't remember. Uh-huh. The other cop in it. We we talk about him being like Tom Hardy light or whatever. Yeah, for sure. But he's he has, he's actually really good. Like mm-hmm. in general, I mean, he's in Prometheus, which I don't love, but he's good in that, and uh-huh. he's good in this, and he's great as Ryan's brother in the OC. He's just oh, killing it. Yeah, right. Not in the first episode of the show. That was somebody else. I actually, recast it when he came back into it for a, for a later season. I know you probably already knew that. I'm just, well aware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. California, here I come. That's that's it. Yeah. Do you think this is a universe that could be revisited? I think it is. Yeah. I don't know if it will be. Mm. I would like it to be, I think. Yeah. Uh, can we? Should we talk about spoilers or should we? Yeah, let's do a little bit of spoilers. Right. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Uh, I'll time code it if people want to. Okay. Jump ahead, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of should we end any non spoiler stuff. How do you feel about the relate? There's some relationship stuff between, you know, it's a man and his wife. Sure. What do you think? Yeah. That's <laughs> good. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. right. I like that actress. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. She's in. Um, Packed to the rafters, I think, or something oh, as well. What? Maybe, yeah, yeah. And that was another thing I didn't. A lot of the actors used. Dave Warnicky actually auditioned for the. Oh, that's right. So, well, I don't know if this is public knowledge, but yeah. Dave Warnicky of the Do Go On podcast, mm. he uh, auditioned for the role of the uh, the eccentric recl- reclusive scientist, a Dane DeHaan type. Yeah, but at the time it was not a Dane DeHaan type. It was a it was a, a, apparently a small Indian man. Yeah, and did Dave not get it because he? Blackface? Is that why? Yeah, that's why, yeah. Okay, and they had cool. to change the whole thing. <laughs> They're like, let's let's make it a Dave DeHaan type, all right? I think Dave would have been great in this. He would have been, go. yeah. He would have uh, fit that really well. well. All right, spoilers? Spoilers, yeah. I'm going to say best movie ever. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I think the action was good. Did you uh, did you feel uh, plot-wise, were you surprised by the, the, the twists and turns of the movie? See, I was... Not by the first one, uh-huh. but the second one surprised me, which in hindsight it probably shouldn't have because you were like, yeah, you saw that coming towards the end. Right. But for the uh, for those who don't know and are listening, the AI that's controlling him was and was put in by the Dane DeHaan type. Wait, are we in spoilers yet? Yeah, we're in, we said spoilers. Okay, let's say spoilers. Okay, we're in spoilers right, now. Is it? We said okay, it. Okay, fine. God. All yeah. right. Okay. That uh, it wasn't the guy, the guy controlling him wasn't the guy who put it in. The AI itself had become independent. Independent and self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, was... I didn't. I should have seen that coming, but I didn't. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So I, no, I quite like that yep. twist. What about you? Yeah, I, I liked it too. Yeah. yeah. But like I was saying, like I would like to see a universe in which maybe there are other AIs or yeah, right. maybe this isn't the only AI that yeah. this has done. You know, Or I would love to see... I enjoyed like the nanotech, sol- like the, the enhanced soldiers. I thought that was yes. very cool. I'd like Gun to see... I'd like and... to see more of those. Yeah, definitely. That was in the... Um, the the Iron Man extremist comic book, which yeah, I've is, read it, yeah. Iron Man three is partially based on. Yeah, there's like a, a an enhanced soldier who is very similar to the the soldiers in this movie. Yeah, which I I enjoy. It's okay, great. good stuff. I, I like I like love the gun in the arm. Love the bloody super reflexes. Love the weird nanite breath sneeze or whatever. Didn't yeah. love his mustache. No, but I think that added to the uh, the creepiness factor. The creepiness factor. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, what I I find it really interesting that. An AI wouldn't announce itself to the world and then just drop nukes necessarily. I mean, yeah, maybe right. it would. Uh-huh. Skynet style. Skynet the style. classic. Maybe it would just want to low-key infiltrate society. Yeah. You know, get into a person uh-huh. and just do it that way. This is the third movie I think I've seen recently where, where some sort of alien force has done that though. An alien? Like what's like that a, like, one? Uh, Annihilation did that. Oh, yeah. And so did uh, Ex Machina. Okay, sure. Maybe that's yeah. in the zeitgeist now. Yeah, it might be, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not saying. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm sick of the idea. You're saying it's stolen. I get. Yeah, you. I'm saying he stole the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. But from who? Well, ex- uh, Annihilation. Like these would have been filming similarly. I like how you. I like how you're going with this. That he's definitely stolen it. No, I'm saying he didn't because those films. That's at what the same I. Yeah, time. yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> but I think there's a lot. You can see the influences in this film. Like you can see Blade Runner. I think there's some equilibrium in here. You mentioned some other ones that I can't uh-huh. bloody remember. But yeah, I think it's. I think it falls from a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, all movies do. Not all movies, Mason. Oh wow! Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> the Matrix. Yes. Completely unique property. Very so he unique. He was in the Matrix too. Lee Winnell. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. one of the. It was on one of the other ships, and he's also on Enter the Matrix, that video game. Oh, the video game. Well, wow. They filmed a bunch of bonus stuff for that game that. It's probably not good. Wow. Maybe it's really good. Could be one of the best things we've ever seen. Yeah. Anything else? No. Great. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you get a chance to go and see it, I'd imagine this will probably, it's probably, if you can't, it'd be a good uh, video on demand. You talk about the car in the interview, right? No. Did I? I'll have to check, yeah. Didn't you ask how many cars there were? Maybe that was after the interview that I asked that. Okay, right. Anyway, doesn't matter. Do you want to talk about Incredibles 2? Yes. Mason, it's having an Incredibles 2 weekend. Apparently, oh. it's got a 180 million opening in the US. It uh-huh. is the biggest animated opening of a film of every time. Really? Yeah, even okay. future times. Huh. This is it. This is it, Mason. Wow. This is the pinnacle of opening a movie to a big number. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Does that surprise you? A little bit. Why? I don't know. I just feel like... It's a beloved. It is a beloved original. franchise. It's probably my favorite Pixar. The original was probably my favorite uh, Pixar movie. Yeah. But I don't know. I just felt it kind of flew under the radar. But maybe I'm not paying attention to billboards or what have what it's have. It's also you. getting a bit of a staggered release. I think it's yeah. Out in the UK maybe that's it next yeah. week. And uh-huh. yeah, um, I've also not really heard that many people being like, "Oh, I'm so excited for." The Incredibles too, but I think also we're not the we're not the demo. I guess that's true. Mason. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But even though we're not the demo, it's still. I still think you're capable of telling us what the story was. Ah, I thought I thought you'd forgotten, Mason. I never forget, except right. for that time I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> here's the here's the plot. Hey, remember Incredibles one? It's the same. Yeah, I don't think it's as good. Okay, right. We'll, we'll but I mean, plot into. wise, it's pretty much the same movie. Is it? This is so. This movie, interestingly, is set immediately after after the first Incredibles. The second. The very, the very sec- second. The very second. So if you recall the original Incredibles, I do. it ends with uh, the the reveal that the the of the underminer, yep. a new supervillain. John who, Ratzenberger. Ah, yeah. who who uh, is gonna destroy the city and they square up to the Incredibles square up to fight him and in this movie they do. They do it big time. They do, but uh, and they stop him. Spoilers, but there's a, P, a bit of a PR nightmare. Yeah, and they, and of course, superheroes are still illegal. Yes. So the Incredibles meet uh, uh, two company heads who decide yep. that they're going to rehabilitate the image of superheroes. And they do, or do they? Oh. What I found interesting after that opening battle sequence, I quite yes. like the action, which we'll talk about a bit. Uh-huh. But uh, they, you know, when they they get taken in by the government, they say to the family, just if you just let him rob the bank. There would have been less damage. Yeah, we right. Would have exactly. Replace the money. Ins- there's insurance. Insurance. Yeah. Why mm. you're knocking down a city to stop this mole man or whatever? Uh-huh. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, what, how did you think the characters compared to last? I mean, they're the same characters, but <laughs> pretty much. Were there the any uh, twists and turns that you thought were? So I, I quite like the Mister Incredible at home thing. Uh-huh. There's a whole lot of comments. On, I did a review at an Easter egg video that are just like, 
That's not realistic. Why? It's just bloody New, Which Ca- New Cuck City. Like, because he's at home. And oh, right. There's a lot of dads. That, like, I spend, I do a lot of stuff at home. And, Who's know. saying New Cuck City? That's know. pretty funny. <laughs> I think that might Did be you me. Admit, oh, that's very good. I love New Cuck City. <laughs> but I liked that element of, yeah. of the story because it puts him in a situation which he's least comfortable with. Yeah, for sure. And the, the, the kind of the last thing that he wants to do. Yeah. And he's making a go of it. And you know, Yeah. Mm. So so the 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 two people who want to rehabilitate the images of superheroes are like Elastigirl, you are the most pub friendly to the public. So and we're you gonna, knock down the least buildings. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna promote you. Mm. So you can you can go out and fight crime and Mr. Incredible stay home with the kids. Yeah. Specifically with Jack Jack. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Who, as we know from the last film, has a whole lot of crazy powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many do you think? At least six. They say 17. Oh, do they? Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I don't think we see them all. No, that's true. Uh, um, mm. Go ahead. I, I don't know what I was going to say. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> let me think. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel very much like this movie is is a soft reboot in, in the style of maybe The Force Awakens or something like that. Where right. it's like... Okay, well, this is a property we left behind for a, a number of reasons. Let's let's reboot it again because it's been fourteen years. Yeah, long time. and let's do a sequel in a couple of years. Let's yeah. do Incredibles three almost immediately. I think you're probably right. Because this yeah. is this is I like this movie a lot, mm. but it is almost identical to the first one. I feel plot in in plot wise and action wise, it's very similar. See, I think there's al- I, there's elements of it that are missing that the first movie had, and one of those things was. The first movie's got some really dark turns. Right, okay. And I think the stakes are a lot higher because there's moments in the first one, spoilers, where he thinks his family's been murdered. Yeah, okay. And then he grabs Syndrome's assistant and he's going to break her neck. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of superheroes were murdered in that movie. Yeah, exactly. I don't think yeah. anybody's murdered in this movie. Maybe not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that element of it. Also, I really did like the action sequences in, in this. Uh-huh, yep. And they're... Probably better than the last They're one, bigger, especially certainly. visually. Yep. But I think each of them boil down to stopping a big thing that's out of control. Uh-huh. There's three, yep. and they're all stopping a big thing. Yeah. Are you in favor of big things smashing up things? Yeah, I've seen Speed too. I haven't. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, that, that's what I'm saying. Wow. I just think there, there's really a creative use of powers in this movie. So I didn't, I didn't even notice coming out of initially mm-hmm. because... This does what a lot of superheroes movies movies don't do. A lot of the new X Men and in particular the Fantastic Four, they don't get the team element working together right. That's true. Yeah, it's just people. Everyone shoots a laser at a thing and then it and, stops. And some people forget. Like some people forget what powers they yeah. have. And you'd be like, well, if you've had your if you've had your powers your whole life, yeah, wouldn't you be able to do this? Or yeah. wouldn't you remember to do this kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, that's right. When you say this and this, what do you, what do you mean by that? Just springy elastic stuff. Springy elastic stuff. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean. When you look at what they've done with the Fantastic Four, in particular the last one, yes. there is so much you can do with that that set of powers with those four people. Agreed. But they just they end up doing the double fist punch yeah, for Mr. Right. Incredible or not Mr. Incredible, but Mr. Fantastic or whatever, which just just no good. Uh what what do you think what do you think about the kids this time around? Do you think they got enough play? Uh Well again they got Violet got a um you know, how do I I'm awkward at school. Yeah, right. She yeah. had that subplot, and Dash. I like the way they brought that back, though. Yeah, like because she gets over that, and then inadvertently the dad like drops her right back in the way she used to be. That's true. Which yeah, I quite enjoyed. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. and Dash is just being a just being, being a Dash. Jerk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Good. I don't think everyone's going to be on board with 
the baby. But I like in what, that. In what way? You know, because it's a cute baby and uh, it's got powers and whatever. Yeah, right. I think it's people might see it as like a Minions thing. Right. Oh, but yeah, I guess of, so. Some of that was my favorite stuff. Well, Jack-Jack does get an action sequence. That is. That we'll probably talk about in a minute. Yeah, but that's is, my favorite It moment. felt like a... It's um, so great. Yeah, it felt like a, I don't know, like one of those pre... You know, when, when you'd watch it, when there'd be like a pre-Warner Brothers... There'd be a little, like yes. a little cartoon before your main movie, and yeah. it's just like these characters have some fun antics, and there's it's a cha- it's a yeah. or it felt like a maybe a Roadrunner cartoon yeah. or something like that. But it also a lot of it was as like a scaled down version of an epic superhero. That's battle. true. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things that happened before, you know, before a movie, we caught the tail end of the short film leading up to this. Oh yes. What the fuck? Oh, was the, that? the 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 wonton, the weird wonton boy. boy or whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. I hated that. Right. I did not like that. Well, I've at never all. really been a fan of any. It of It felt the... really disingenuous. I mean, I didn't catch the start of it. See, but, that's probably why. But I just didn't. I wasn't on board for that at all. And I, I normally quite like those. But you're you're not a fan though. In those in general. No, not really. Have you seen the band one? The 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 one man band one. There's some really good ones. All right. Yeah. At this one, maybe it is good, but I was. Okay, it'll be on the YouTube. It'll at be some on the point. YouTube's probably probably already. Mm. Frozone, I liked. Yep. Yeah. Still yelling at his wife. Yeah, good stuff. They're yelling at each other, Mason. It's mutual. Okay, that's what I like. I didn't. I quite like the introduction of new heroes and the the new powers that we see, but the d- design wise, I don't think they work. In what sense? Well, you know, how there's you look at the Incredibles costume and it's classic and what even the the updated one mm-hmm. and the same with Frozone. But yes. this was just kind of it felt genericy superhero. I feel Frozone's costume is quite generic though. I I, th- I, th- I feel he I feel his I feel the new costumes were mostly in line with with Frozone, which is just it's just a it's like a color block spandex. Yeah, it's just a span, color blocked spandex costume. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I think I think the only reason we think think of the Incredibles costumes as more iconic is because there's more of them. Yeah, but I think also, I think also that I'd imagine maybe it's intentional because Edna created the Incredibles ones. Yes, right. And these were created by a corporate company because even the, the new like Elastigirl one isn't as good as the classic one or the Incredibles one. That's true. Yeah. 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 So maybe maybe that's intentional, but. I liked the the new powers and seeing them go up against the yeah right the the heroes for for various reasons. Uh, the villain we can't really talk about here. No, but uh, not great. <laughs> right? Yeah. Comparatively, not great. Not surprising. I mean, Syndrome's one of the, I would say, one of the best comic book villains that we've seen. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. So that's hard to top, but. I think it doesn't need to be necessarily surprising, but it, I think no, more and interesting I mean, than anything. And again, we, we really have to uh, factor in whenever we review something like this. It is a kid's movie. Sure. I mean, you don't want the plot to be too intricate. No, definitely not. But I think you can have a reveal in a kid's movie without it being without it going over yeah, their right. heads. I, the reveal wasn't really the problem for me. It was more that it wasn't a super compelling yeah, right. and a bit of a nonsense. And I think, villain, like we were yeah. saying before, that they probably want to do an Incredibles 3 ASAP. Yeah. I think maybe... They this this one is a little more simplified because they're sure, they're yeah. broadening out. Yeah. Like that's the reason there are fewer murders in this one. There's way less There's, murders. Yeah, so, because they're like, well, kids don't like murders as much. Kids don't like murders as much. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when the first one was made, it was when Disney and Pixar were more of separate entities. I believe that's true. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that's not the case. But now they're very much the one company. Um, you know what is strange. Because uh, I was with my Easter egg video, Mason. I'll link it below if you want to check it out. There's a bloody, uh, there's a whole lot of, there's a big, big old ton of them. This movie looks so much better than the first one. 
Like watching oh, that yeah. footage side by side, I'm like, Jesus, this is that's rough. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, and that's a great film, but there's there are moments where it's like the streets are empty, really bland, flat textures. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, but this, like, even like the detail on the costumes. Yeah, even like, though they keep that the simple designs. Yeah, yeah. Like the the textures and the backgrounds and like yeah. wood paneling and just Bo- all things Bob like that. Bob Odenkirk's character wears like a shark skin suit and crocodile shoes. Yeah, right. And you can see all the individual textures. Yeah, on absolutely. It, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of there's elements of photorealism and the food especially. Oh, food looks so food good. Food looks like real waffles food. Waffles look great, right? Look like great waffles. Have you been ordering waffles on your phone? No, <laughs> no. You don't want waffles on a bike, Mason. You want waffles piping hot delivered straight to your door in a jet boat. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know what else I thought was interesting? They made Mister Incredible. They give him the receding hairline and a bald patch in the first movie. <laughs> You're right. They took out the bald patch. In did the they? Okay. They did. Yeah. Or they kind of. Maybe brushed it over a bit more, but the reason... Mr. Incredible brushed it over a bit more. Sorry, he did, you're right, yeah. But he, apparently the reason they gave him the bald patch is because he looked like a jerk if he had his big old incredible hair as like a 30, I think he's 39, 39 okay, year old right. man, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can you believe we're closer in age to bloody Mr. Incredible than the kids now, mate? <laughs> wouldn't bloody read about it, would you? You wouldn't read about it. You would yeah, not read no, about it. No, you probably wouldn't, because that's not very not. interesting. No mm. one would. Yeah. Would write that down. Mm. Should we go to the next spoilers? spoilers? Yeah. Yeah, let's go to spoilers. All right. Well, I'm going to say best movie ever. I yeah, absolutely. We've had two best movies ever this it's week. It's been great. Yeah. Mm. It's, we've had a, well, thinking of this year, we've had it's been a pretty good run. Like Black yeah. Panther, Avengers. What else have we had? Uh, other movies. Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. Upgrade. Upgrade. Ocean's 8 was fine. You loved Han Solo. You know, in retrospect, I d- shouldn't have liked Ocean's 8 as much as I did. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's fine. It's an Ocean's 13. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? So you've, yeah. you've turned around on it a bit. A little bit, yeah. But what about the glitz and the glamour? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I do love glitz and glamour. It's true, you do. Yeah. Yeah. So there's only really one spoiler in this movie. And Correct. And that, that the villain is the person who's not re- revealed in the trailers. Correct. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Bob Odenkirk's character no. who you would potentially assume is the villain because he's the only new character introduced in the trailer. Until in fact, you see his sister. sister who is, yeah. Who is the villain? Who is the? I like the villain. I like the concept of the character. I think like their powers. Yeah, the screen slaver. Yes, mm. I, I like that too. But I didn't buy the motivation because basically the idea is if you have not seen it and you're still a listening, uh, you're still a listening. Their parents were were killed because a burglar broke into their house. Yeah, but they had a phone linked to two superheroes. Superheroes, and instead of going in the safe room. They rang them. The superheroes didn't answer. Even if they did answer, they couldn't have got there in time. And then they were both killed. Yes. Right. So one of them's like, well, let's bring back supers and that would have happened. The Bob Odenkirk guy and the sister is is like, no, let's now were they, make the, sure they were never... the, were the, Did the supers not arrive because they were going underground because yes. it was illegal? But they still wouldn't have arrived. No, not One of them time. was Gazer Beam. He's yeah. basically Cyclops. Yeah, you couldn't get there. He's what has he got, a little it. motorcycle? Yeah, probably. That's right, yeah. A unicycle? He probably gets there on a unicycle. I bet he would, yeah. nerd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think if she didn't want the superhero registration to go through, just don't help them. <laughs> right, yeah. Because but maybe her brother is so intent. Maybe that was Yeah, the... and then you can burn it all down. But I, I mean, then maybe she could have just used her mind control powers on him. Yes. And made him not do that. But then maybe she loves her brother and she wants the brother to, to do what, what he's going to do. You That's know? a very true, Mason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Family. Family. You wouldn't know about it. Yeah. Mm. A fight sequence, actually, I really did like was 
they get all the new the new superheroes and she brainwashes them and then they fight the incredible kids and Frozone in the house. Yeah, that was great. That I really liked. That was a good solid yeah. sequence, yeah. Yeah. Just like it's, it's they're just scrambling to get away and the incredible incredible car comes in. Yeah. Incredible, I believe. Incredible, yeah, that was good. In, yeah. I enjoyed that and I enjoyed that because they all, all the three have different you know, fighting styles, obviously. Yeah. And Frozone is more powerful and more skilled, but he's also, you know, he gets overwhelmed by all the, yeah. the sh- by sheer numbers. I wouldn't even say he is more powerful. Yeah, right. I would say because like that thing you're talking about, he's just been doing it for, for a really long, really long, long time. Yeah, years, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm. And I also like, you know, and he was like, and he, again, he knows what he's doing and he's like, kids, you activate the voice control yeah. in the car. That's how you do it kind yeah, of thing. I thought exactly, that was fun. Yeah. Mm. Did you like the, the fight sequence on the boat then? Not as much, okay. I think. Yeah. Why is that? Because we're just more of the same? More of the same, yeah. I, I don't know. I uh, I just thought that was had more stakes involved because they're kids and yeah, they right. shouldn't be in that situation. Yes. And, you know, Frozone gets taken over during the, the fight. So, yes. you know, it's it kind of goes south. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's not for me, it's not as good as the first, uh-huh. but it's, it's still definitely worth saying. Mm. Anything else to add? I think it was as good as the first. Well, you're wrong. No, I'm you right. You think Jurassic World is better than Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I do. Opinions are yeah, void. I do. Um... <laughs> I don't know, but I, I didn't... I, I guess because it's been so long since I've seen the first Incredibles, yeah, right. I didn't go in expecting it to be more grim and dark. And if, yeah, if sure, anything, yeah. that's something I hate about Disney Pixar movies is they're grim and dark. Yeah, right. So I'd much rather have this kind of light, fluffy, fun thing. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Like a ball. What? Like a fluffy ball. Like a fluffy ball, yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that you would know what I'm talking about. Mason, why are you drinking out of a jar? Because you gave me a jar to drink out of. <laughs> it's artisanal. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. They actually had some mum, some of my mum's soup in it. Oh, okay. But it's been washed. It's still a bit soupy. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say, it's been washed a couple of times. I'm through mm. the bloody dishwasher. I wasn't aware you bloody lived in bloody Portland. With I don't. Bloody... I, live, I don't live in... I was about to say where I live. <laughs> <laughs> I live at 52. No. <laughs> well, see, he's revealed it. That's actually true. So if you just go to any 50... <laughs> just go to every 52... Numbered house in Melbourne. I'm standing out the front. Eventually you'll find him. But bear in mind, if anybody does show up my door, you're going to get your head caved in. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's okay. going to throw a dog at you. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, what do we got here? I think Next segment? Yeah, let's do another segment. What's we reading? Oh, what we going to read? Oh, this is... Oh, wait, before we do that, we've got one review on Twitter. We don't really get more than this, but I guess because it's a staggered release. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. uh, this is from Nesta. The first Incredibles movie was incredible, and The Incredibles 2 was incredible. To so there you go. See, I feel in in some ways they've just they've just used the titles of the movie and like massaged them into a kind of a. What do you mean by some ways? Oh, in every every possible way. <laughs> okay, just good. To, just very to, good. Yeah. All right. Let's do a next thing. Okay. I'm doing a thing. been reading or reading uh, i've written watchman watch again here <laughs> it's, <laughs> not, it's not happening it. no but also i've forgotten it yeah so I, don't think I, I kind of feel like i want to maybe wait till there's three more issues yeah, out right. or something like that but that could be the rest of my life it could be you know yeah there, there, this there was, it was going to be a schedule it's going to be one a month for a year wasn't and then it one was, every two months maybe i don't know it's going to be a schedule though it's definitely going to be a schedule but it's all over the place yeah i don't know yeah also i watched game night 
I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah. Jason Bateman and uh, Rachel McAdams. I quite liked it. I also quite yeah, liked it. A good, one, yeah. good, uh, good ensemble cast. Apparently, there's been some good comedies this year. That and um, apparently, Blockers is quite good as well. I see, right? So there you go. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's been a bumper year for movies. Bumper Mason. year for, for, and it's the thing because I guess I, it doesn't even occur to me to watch comedies at the movies anymore. No, me because like, I guess there was a run of, I guess maybe I got burned out on like Seth Rogen. Etc. Yeah. Like that. And I mean, I like Seth Rogen, but it was just there was a what what happens seems to happen with comedies is there's a there's a some particular brand of comedy gets popular, and then we get hangover movies. We get hangover movies for ages, and then I get sick of it. Yeah. And but there's some good stuff coming. It feels out. like there's a new era kind of yeah. happening at the moment. Yeah. Mm. No, but no, I agree. Game Night was quite good. Good twist and turns. Yeah. Did you buy the villain? Yeah, I don't really remember. Okay, right, fair enough. I don't think it mattered to me. No, I Did guess you? that's true. No, no, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't. I'm trying to remember who it is. Oh, it's, it's spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. It's, it's Michael C. Hall. Remember? Oh, right. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I don't really Yeah, care. see, I don't yeah. know, because he didn't straight. He's not. I don't know. Like, Haven't outside. He's gamer. He's a great yeah, villain. Yeah, good point. Outside of the context of Dexter, he doesn't seem very threatening. Yeah, I right. Guess. When yeah. he's not. Hasn't got someone strapped to a plastic. Exactly. Room. When you don't have the, all the psychological build up, when he just shows up, he's not physically that imposing. Maybe he is, but he didn't. He was. They seemed to film him from above, so yeah, he right. seemed quite small. I don't sure. know. He would have been a great daredevil. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you disagree? Do you disagree, Mason? No, I agree. Mm. What have you been watching? I've actually bought, bought a video game, Owlboy, uh-huh. on the PS4, uh-huh. which is like a retro platformy type game. I heard Levin's talk about it, and it yeah. sounds really great. And, uh, so I'm going to give that a bloody well. I played a bit of it and I'm like, this is quite good. And my son keeps picking up the case and being like, we should watch. He doesn't say we should watch this. He's like, watch this. And I'm like, it's a game. We can't watch it. Oh, does but he know? Does he get it? Can he? No, can he I, don't, I haven't shown him any video games. Oh, yeah, yet, good yeah. idea. Um, so what, what makes it retro and what makes it? Pixel art. Okay. And I, I'm kind of sick of seeing that kind of like, look, it's a retro game, but this is a, you know, and we've used this our style of an Nintendo, Super Nintendo, whatever. I still love it, and I guess it's because yeah. I'm not oversaturated. No, because a lot it. of it's been shit. Yeah, but right. This one's been, like, one dude or whatever made it since, like, 2006. Yeah, wow. So the detail in it is incredible. I can show you a bit of it after if you Thank want. Thank you. Yeah. Though I do need to edit this podcast because it's going out, this, you know, today. No, I get it. It's yeah. very behind. All right. And if my son didn't split his head open, Mason, we would have been a different <laughs> On world. track. Yeah. Come on, Mace. Yeah. He's fine, by the way, everybody mm. listening. He's okay. Uh, anything else that you're reading or watching? No, that's about it. Oh, I was going to say, but what's the what is the modern twist of Owlboy? Okay, so you can't. It's not a jumping platform. You can fly anywhere. Okay. Yeah. So there's so the platforming is different in that way. Though there's more verticality to it. Okay. Yeah. Do you get puffed out if you do still no, too much flying? No, you just kind of just go. fly forever. Yeah, yeah, wow. so. so why do you need platforms at all? Because you're going. Because you can still run and jump. Okay, cool. And, all right. You know, do okay. stuff and whatever. Okay. Doesn't sound very difficult, but all right. Well, I've only just started it, so okay, maybe right. it isn't. Yeah, okay. My understanding is that it is. And, it, and it, like, it's all text conversation, but apparently it's like the characters you've become quite involved in. And Cool. All right. I love it. I give it 100 out of 10. What do you give it? Having not seen it yeah. at all? Like yeah. any, even, not even, even, case, even yeah. screen yeah. shots or case, um, yeah. 100 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because I trust you. Yeah. I trust your judgment. This thing that I haven't really played. That's right. Right. Good. Mm-hmm. What is the time for now? It's time for letters. Letters. The classic one was Letters, oh letters We love you Some letters They're only a take away I know they're here right now We're going to do letters Oh yeah, I saw Jurassic World 2 
Oh, yep. It's not very good. Not a letter, though, is it? No, but I should have mentioned it in that. We're talking about that next week for people who are there and seeing it. Are you going to see it? Yes, I'm going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see the the six minutes of plot that has not already been revealed in the trailers. You're going to have a bloody bumper time. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to let. Oh, if you want to reach the show, hashtag Weekly Planner Pod on Twitter or uh, Weekly Planner Pod at Gmail dot com. Okay, having, if we're going to talk about Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and we're not, but give me just let me. Having seen the trailers and yeah. the movie, yeah. were you surprised by anything that happened in the movie? Yes. Ah, there actually was a surprise. All right, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, good, good to know. You all might right. like it because I feel right. like sometimes I tell you that I don't enjoy things, and then you see them, and then you're like, it was okay, mm. because I tell you they weren't good. It's not. Ter- it's not terrible. It's more solo. It's like, what okay. is this even All right, I get for it. me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you got? Uh, okay, this is from uh, the, look. This this is from Mick Villem, uh, and I've I've chosen this one because it's got a great subject line: near death experience listening to the Weekly Planet. Do we get a few of these? Yeah, I think like we I, do. It's like I broke my arm listening to your show. Are we or... cursed. Yeah, maybe. Oh, all right. Well, that's fair enough. I sailed a yacht off the edge of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flat yeah. earthers, you know. Mm. Uh, uh, he he. Uh, our, our friend Mick, he uh, listens to the podcast at the gym. Good. And um, it says, you just can't hold an iron bar over your head and listen to our nonsensical ramble. Uh, as a safety measure, I've drastically lowered the weights I train with after numerous occasions of suddenly finding myself fighting for my life. So that's pretty good. <laughs> Don't uh, lift an iron bar over your head if you're listening to he's, a podcast. Well, I'm, I'm imagining him listening to, uh, lifting it vertically. So oh. it's like a spike. <laughs> it's just directly above his head. That's dangerous, He's going to get Final Destination. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yesterday I rode my bike listening to the Weekly Planet and while crossing the road with a green light, a car bumped into me. So oh, wow. that's a Final Destination style curse, Jeez. I feel, is what you're getting there. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Wait, the, so the car had a green light. He didn't have a green man. No, he had a green man. It says while crossing the road with a green light, so I'm assuming he had the green light. Okay, yeah. yeah I'm, that's I'll, not his fault. But no, still, a, keep your eyes open. So it's a curse. That's what I'm saying. It's, a curse, it's not yeah. his fault. It's a curse. Yeah, good. Maybe a lot of people have been killed, but we haven't heard about it. Well, we wouldn't, would we? No. Yeah. All right. Uh, this can, is... can Mick be the official guy that you'll never hear from again of the podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> this is from Laura on Twitter. Uh, this, should have, this should have been from last week. With all the great trailers released now, could you uh, not mention the best-looking trailer? How to, tra- how to Train Your Dragon 3 looks amazing. Disappointed, boys. Sort it out. Uh, yeah, I, I like that trailer a lot. I haven't seen two. Okay. I've seen a little bit of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Netflix, and my nephews enjoy it. Did you see that trailer? I did not see that it's trailer. Got bearded hiccup. You familiar? Have you seen any of these? No, they're good. The first okay. one's good. Right. Okay. Probably the second one's good too. When you say good, yeah, what do you mean? They're just good. Entertaining? Yeah. Dreary, sad. Entertaining. Pick uh, DreamWorks face. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. They're the they're on the way better side of DreamWorks stuff though. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Because I was going to say DreamWorks. Yeah, I know, but they do some good stuff, like mm. Shrek Three, Shrek the Third with Justin Timberlake. You ever seen it? bad no i don't think i have i think i've seen one and two very good what else you got mason um this is from this is from con connor uh, connor leary okay um he says uh he's been going through some uh, personal struggles and our show's been a real pick-me-up which is nice oh, great cool but again as i say you're the one picking yourself up we're just doing a bloody we're just doing the bloody soundtrack to it uh but uh a topic he was hoping we could cover is alternate timelines in fiction Flashpoint, House of M, The Mirrorverse, Back to the Future, etc. Sounds like a good idea. Say that again. Say the start of that again. Alternate timelines in fiction. Yes. Oh, like as a topic. Yeah. Oh, I like Flashpoint, that a lot. Flashpoint, House yeah. of M, Mirrorverse, Star Trek Mirrorverse. That's a favorite of mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
If you love evil and goatees. I do. Uh-huh. You used to yeah. have a goatee. That's Connor from Ireland. Thank you, Connor. Very good. Does he get a canned response? Let's see. Thanks, but I'm not interested. Do it. No, I'm not going to. In case he doesn't hear this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been going through some personal struggles. I don't know if you heard about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, Liam Chatterton. Oh, the Chattertron 2000s back. Yeah, I remember Chattertron, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your take on the second series of Legion? For me, all the stuff that made the first so fun is now boring. Like, they've amped it up so much they forgot about characters and how they have a guy that could do literally anything. I'm very behind on this. I'm also behind on it. I've heard a few people say similar things, though, yeah. that it's like it kind of falls apart at the But end. I think people, are, people have said that about Legion and people have said that about Westworld and that the, the second season isn't as good. Yeah. But I feel like... It's mostly the same. Yeah, but also... Have you, have you seen these shows, though, Mason? No, yeah. No, I haven't. Then what are you talking about? what I'm about? talking about is what I'm saying is that I feel like maybe because it was such a high... Yeah. ...that, that even, even if it's... Even the quality has dipped to, like, very... Levels of very good quality. Yeah. I think people are like, no, this sucks now. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Well, I was kind of... A bit kind of lukewarm warm on Westworld, but the last episode, it focuses on... Uh, focuses on just him and his journey throughout the park from the early days up until wherever it's up to now. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it's, it's him trying to make sense. Like I'll just quickly say it. He's a Native American dude. Yes. And he's, he's trying to, he's figured out that it's not right. That's not the real world and they're swapping out people. But he doesn't have the context of what it is or who's behind it yeah, or right. what's on the outside. or And it's mm-hmm. just incredible. So that episode alone has made this season like jump up quite right. a bit for me. Yeah. One more question here for me, Mason. I'm ready. This is from Marcus Drew. If Spider hashtag with Planet Pod. If Spider Man was Australian, what would be the best city for web swing slinging? Sydney. Best right? city. Yeah, I think so. It's got the biggest buildings, mm. biggest dumbasses as well. Yeah, biggest dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Got them. I mean, if you, if 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 there was a character that web that did web swinging around, you know fun hidden laneways and, and incredible coffee culture, then it would be Melbourne, obviously. Yes. But that's not... We're after buildings. We're after blights on the landscape. Yeah, that's It's a right. web swing around, so it'd be definitely Sydney. Did you see any... If fl- if if Spider-Man needed to go. swing around bloody bloody non-existent nightlife, if that if that's was, was his... If that was his bloody thing that he swung around, then definitely yeah. Sydney. If you love a tourist destination for the visuals alone, then yes, he would love that. But if he wants a, si- a city with real culture that's and right. real men... Yeah. <laughs> no, I quite like Sydney. Yeah, Sydney's all right. Yeah. I've only been there once, but it was nice. Really? Yeah, yeah. with you with you guys. Oh, yeah. That one time we that went. one yeah. time, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. There you bloody... Did you see any of the footage of the Spider-Man PS4 game? How they bring all the different villains they've released? No, does it look good? It looks incredible. Great. I cannot wait. I'll okay. wait, but I cannot wait. Give me two villains. Uh, Scorpion and Frizo. Frizo Magizo. Frizo Magizo. No, uh, Scorpion and Electro. And also Shocker and also Rhino and also Mr. Negative. And and what are they doing with these characters? Are these, are these comic They're all beating ac- up Spider-Man at no, once. No, I get it. But are they comic book accurate or is it like a new, is it a new It's spin? a new design, but it it's a new It's a new yeah, Spider-Man but it costume. But totally so. works. Okay, cool. I think it's going to be really fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Do you see any other E3 stuff that you want to kind of talk about? No. I should get a video game system. That would... Get a PS4. Okay, I'll get a PS4. I'm, th- I'm thinking of getting a Switch as well. All right, okay. I'll just put my... I'll save all my pennies. Nice. I'm saving up in pennies, even though it's not a currency here. I don't even know how I'm going to spend them. It's taking a long time. I mean, you can't even change them at the bank. Exactly. That's they won't take coins. Yeah, yeah, but you know. Mm-hmm. You got to do what you got to do. That's correct. Oh, just quickly, I ran into Tim at the Jurassic... 
Park 2, Fallen, what's going on with dinosaurs screening? Who's Tim? Tim was at our live show also. I don't oh, know yeah. If okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was his birthday on Friday. So Happy birthday, Tim. Bloody shout out to Tim. Mm. Uh, we, did you meet him and his mate Rob after the show Yes. As well? They bought me a beer, which was really, really good dudes. It was really good to see those guys again. Yeah, yeah. He works for Sweps as well. They make that sweet-ass creamy soda. Oh, yeah. The good one. The one you can't drink. The one I can never drink it. ever again. Yeah, right. but I finished the thing. Okay, you're going to yeah. go back on the sugar? I know. I don't think I am. Okay. I, had, I had a scone yesterday and my heart nearly stopped. <laughs> <laughs> did it have jam and cream on it? No. Wow, just a plain, no, I did, a plain scone. No, it was it was good, but I, I think I'm going to try and stick to a lot wow, of this. Wow, well, you look great. Thanks, Mason. I appreciate that. Well, I feel slow and old and creaky and skinny and hungry. You look like you'd, a stiff breeze would crack you in half, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> mm. All right. Do the end of the show. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, you can find us at the week, wait, at Weekly Planet Pod and Facebook. And you can find us at 52... <laughs> Okay. You can find us at bing.net <laughs> or whatever. The, uh, you can find us at arxjeeves.net or so whatever it was. You can find us specifically at Weekly Planet Pod on Facebook and Gmail and Twitter and Bandcamp where we have our new Jurassic World commentary. Too, yeah. I am Wikipedia Brown on Twitter and on Instagram. I am Nick Mace O N I C K. M A S E A U. I am Mr. Sunday Graham. Ooh. Actually. Yeah, and you can uh, you can also follow the Weekly Planet on Twitter. That's our friend Rob Collings, yeah. who does so much stuff for us. Uh, he's the best. Why is he the best bloke? Because he makes our incredible newsletter, which it's you can true. get at planetbroadcasting.com. You can sign up for that. We get it every every week. We get it every year. Mm-hmm. No, week. Yes. Fifty two times a week, a year. Keep going, sorry. Now, well, now I've, you've, your nonsense is I don't know why I did me. it. <laughs> I should have done that, I'm There's sorry. There's also the Planet Broadcasting Great Mates Facebook group yep. on Facebook. Yep. That's where you'd find it. It'd be weird to find it anywhere else. Agreed. If you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Movies if you want to chuck in a buck. Give us a buck. Uh, if you want to... Uh, let's see, you can also go to the Amazon affiliate link in our episode description if you want to buy some stuff. Yes. If you want to buy Incredibles 1 on DVD or Blu-ray <laughs> and run it concurrently with Incredibles 2 in the cinema somehow, maybe on a small DVD player, yeah. and compare and contrast and just constantly point out how bad the original looks. Comparatively. And yeah. how bald Mr. Incredible is. Yes. Yeah. Just be like, ball patch but no ball patch. Yeah. Is the comb over or is it a design decision? It's a good question. A good question, isn't it? The hair game really stepped up in this second film as well. I agree as well. Yeah. Oh, good textures. Great textures. Ah, uh, let's see. What else? Uh, you can anyway. You can click on the Amazon affiliate link. Yeah, yeah. Buy your little DVD player. That's That'd right. That'd be great. Mm. Uh, you can also get our tees on tpublic.com. Mm. You can get any number of designs. You can even get Fergal Quigley's "I'm Fine" question mark design. Maybe check out Mason's Instagram for that one. Yeah, yeah. Is that going to be on there? It's going to be on there. All right. Good. Good. Uh, that's about it, I think. Can you tag me in that, Mason? Yeah. I don't, is that how Instagram works? Yeah, I'll tag you in it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. nice. Good on Fergal quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, let's see. That's about that's, that's, that's it. all the things, I think. Next week, Jurassic World 2. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've got any thoughts, theories, uh, speculations, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. send them and we'll read some out. Sling them our way. Yeah, and then the week after that, Ant-Man, maybe? Ant-Man, maybe. Ant-Man, oh, maybe that's the week after, after. Oh, yeah, we're going on the 25th. If you're cool. available. I think I might be. Good. Or not. I'll talk to you after the show about it. Okay, that's it's an off-air conversation. Let's do it now. Okay. Are you available? I'd have to check my work schedule. Okay, we'll talk about it after the show. Terrific. <laughs> Good. That's the show for this week. Uh, grab that gem, you guys. We'll see you next week. Oh, we're doing a Jurassic Park Caravan of Garbage this week. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a return to a game that... 
Oh. We never finished, and I think it's going to be a bloody bumper. Episode. I agree. I agree. <laughs> it was a it was a real riot. It's a it's a game we've long feared. Yes, but we've brought with the we we confronted our fear. We got back on the horse. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the show. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.